I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Diminishing the doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind in the business Got me stressed in the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerd has got no time for no caca Sass in class, yes that's Mr. Bolakaja Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel, say what you want Welcome to the rent room What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant. Why are you staring at me, Lisa? I'm not staring at you. I am sitting here being polite. You're You're always trying to start trouble. You are stuck. Look, don't be be absent for a couple of weeks and try to start trouble. I'm absent. I'm allowed to be absent. You've been on three. We have company in the house. We're in a weekend. We can talk loud. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We have guests in the house. Exactly. You got lots of train of thought. <laughs> I'm sorry. Who are we? Where are we? Y'all listen to the screenwriter's rant room where we keep it real. Uh-huh. We keep it opinionated. Yes. We keep it what, everybody? 2019. Hey. We say that because we're cool like that. Hey, yeah, hey. Yeah. It's the, yeah. Since yesterday, it's the one-year anniversary of Black Panther. Right. Uh, this has been a struggle Black, black History, history Month. month. Yep. This has been the trashiest Black History Month oh, this is, in the history that? of Blackdom. Right. Oh, because... Let me, let me, just, let me finish okay, let's just. finish introducing and we'll get into it. See, Sorry, man, we no, gotta get is, through it. We gotta this get is why we call the rant room, because we be jumping all over the place on this <laughs> All right, go ahead, go ahead. Do you? So, on this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, mm-hmm. film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. Mm. See, I hear a voice. Yes. Lisa Bolacaja. Yes. The OG herself. Yes. <laughs> the, the black digit of the black digit of Mission Beach, San Diego. What's up, Mission Beach? Exactly. It's been cold. Okay. <laughs> Surfers ain't been hanging out too much in San Diego. No, no, they haven't. I went out there the other day. I was like, "Where's everybody? Everybody is at home. <laughs> it is cold. They don't want to get rained down." Look. Listen, listen. I was at work. Do you know that? Uh, those of you who know me, you know my regular day gig besides writing is I run an outdoor science school. But right. we got stuck up in Big Bear because we had the mudslides, mm-hmm. so we were trapped on both sides and I had 151 kids I had to get down the mountain oh my God. I was calling the CHP I was like look I got shit to do in San Diego <laughs> I need to get these children off this mountain right. what we gonna do come on Caltrans so give it up to Caltrans that moved them boulders look we had a flash flood mm-hmm. came through trees was going down the street what yes wow, bus drivers were calling me like are we gonna make it look look I got shit to do y'all don't understand we're gonna march these children down this mountain and we got away so yes we made it Harriet Tubman for the little white kids yes I did we made it yes I had led them to the promised land and then I got my and then I got my fish tacos at Rubio's, and I was very happy. <laughs> Before we get started, though, can okay. I give a shout out to Shutter TV because yesterday, yes. yesterday was my mother's birthday, and we were watching hey, the, the horror noir documentary for the first time with my mom. Mm-hmm. Those of you know, two weeks ago, I did the panel discussion at the Egyptian where they had the big screening of horror noir. So we were watching it with my mom, my dog Ripley, and those of you know, my dog Ripley is named after Ellen Ripley in the movie Alien. Right. 
Um, my mother absolutely loved it. And then Shutter TV hit me up on Twitter and said, happy birthday to my mom. So my oh, mom was, really? yeah, on her birthday. So after oh, we cool. got done watching, I was going through my social media feed and they were like, tell your mom happy birthday. And I said, mom, look. And she has no idea what social media is. So. <laughs> she says, is somebody, what is she's this? like, is it somebody famous? <laughs> sure. It's streaming you TV. Bitch, you. It's you, bitch. You, mom. <laughs> so happy birthday, mom. <laughs> happy birthday. And then we got my man, Chris Derrick in the house. Yeah. <laughs> Writer, director, producer himself. Yes. What's up, people? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm so glad to be back. You still want to keep it on the low? You want to tell people what happened? No, what? In terms of what? Where I was? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I, so, <clears throat> so, I, and so I was director shadowing on this new Hulu show called The Act. Stars Joey King and Pierce Jarquette and oh. and uh, Chloe Sevigny. Uh And I was down in Savannah for about 10 days. And just awesome. Just <clears throat> just awesome. Just mm-hmm. the whole experience. Just... Just learning it, uh, just 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 learning what the TV director does, opposed to the film director. You know, I want to give a shout out to Stephen Pyatt, who was the who was the director of I Shadow, mm-hmm. and a big shout out to Nick Antosca, who was a showrunner right. and co creator. You know, he uh, he was on the show previously, people, <clears throat> for his his previous series on Sci Fi called Channel Zero. So they just yeah. made it, just everything. They were awesome. they were competing against us. Yeah, ben. they just made just made everything. Ben, awesome. did you know that? Ben, did you know they were competing against us? No, no, I did not know that. <laughs> yes. 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 So basically, they, they, they were a horror show. I could be the enemy. <laughs> you're the I'll, enemy over I'll there. Wear <laughs> <that hat. laughs> I'll wear that hat. You know? exactly. No, it was just an awesome time. You know? so. right, right, well, good right. to have you back. Good exactly. to be back. You know what? I can't remember the last time it was the three of us. It was yeah, it's like, it's it's like, been no, a minute. like November. November, it November, yeah, it like November. Because uh, Lisa's been like in hiding or, or, or cheating. I was overseas for a while. Family. Yeah. Let me tell you something, Ben. Listen. Let me educate your little ass. Right. For Tell a my business. Go ahead. She just be disappearing on folks. Don't even call nobody or nothing. Ben, then, am I two not months later, quote unquote, no, ghosting are, her co host okay, is what she's doing. Ain't like the bitch ain't got a phone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You can't call nobody. But I got it. I got you my. I got my American nobody. phone, and then I have you my European phone. Email nobody. And my European <laughs> phone. I mean, it's like they're they're they, they eat up my minutes. You gotta got, save minutes. Got listeners all over the world thinking something went wrong, thinking What's we ain't on? getting along. They were hit. hiding. They were hiding. I know people were texting me like, "Did you what get happened? off the show? Did you get removed from the show? What happened? What off scene behavior did you per- did you perpetrate?" So if you anyway. guys are grown, mm-hmm. let's go ahead and get into the show. <laughs> See, we do like five minutes of bullshit. <laughs> then we <laughs> get into it. <laughs> so I'm really excited, you guys. We got my man on the show, Benjamin Wattsworth. Does it say that right? Yes, yeah. See? Benjamin Wattsworth. Wattsworth. Okay, cool. Um, star of the new show that I write on, Deadly Class. So proud of you, dude. AKA Marcus. Yes, okay. Marcus. Marcus. How you say the whole? Arguello Marcus Lopez? Marcus Lopez Arguello. Lopez Arguello. That's right. Say his name right. <laughs> It's been a minute. I've been he off the car- room, baby. Listen, Marcus <laughs> is carrying a lot on his shoulders. Yes, he, is. he is going through some shit on the show he's right the, now. He's still, he's he's still high on that acid right now. He's still oh on that acid. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Still on that acid trip. No, I see you. Fried. Exactly. So when we were offline, Chris, you were you were talking to Ben a minute ago about about how um I always talk about one of the things I love the most is <clears throat> I can't imagine another cast. Sometimes you'll see a show and being a fan of the comic book anyway, and you'd be like, yeah, he's good, but man, they should have cast such and such. Yeah. Not on our show. Not for me. Well, it's, Our uh, show is just so, so specific. This is interesting, too. It's like it's very difficult. The, you know, the comic artists really spend a lot of time like getting those faces to work and the, the personalities to work and right. stuff like that. I mean, it's, I kind of <laughs> feel like, it's my, just a side joke for a second, it's kind of feel like, Casting Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark mm-hmm. sells 
Iron Man the way right. that if anyone else was in that role, it wouldn't it wouldn't be the same. It right. just he has that thing that mm-hmm. that for, works for Tony Stark. I feel this is the same for you, like in this. Like like I, mean, I read the comic, I love the comic, and then as soon as I see the the, the promos for the you know because 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 Miles showed me some of the stuff from behind the scenes on the pilot you guys, when you're shooting, and I was like, this is the cast you got because mm-hmm. it's like it's like these people just jump out of the comic page like mm-hmm. the way they look it's so it's so fascinating they nailed it's, it. it's, it's, yeah it's which, is, which is interesting because because <laughs> because you say to yourself well do you need to have the cast like look like the comics if you do a comic movie. And you kind of doing this because you guys aren't wearing costumes, you know. Right. Like, you know, there's no Batman mask to right. hide behind. Right. It's like your face, or so your face has got to. Right. So there's a different. It's a, the, I think it just it translates differently, and you guys mm-hmm. translate it so mm-hmm. well, you know. So. And fandom yeah. is really hardcore. I will have to say, for those of us who do a lot of, uh, we're gonna let you talk. Don't worry about it. But just, no, 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 just no, no. Let us geek out for a minute. We're just giving context. We're giving, we're giving, we're giving context here because the fandom can be hardcore. Like I remember when The Walking Dead and all those other shows, and we were talking about different characters that were coming up that from graphic novels and translating into film and TV, um, we're very, very picky. And very we're picky. very particular about what mm-hmm. it is. And casting is everything. And if you get it wrong, mm-hmm. and then your fans get mad, mm-hmm. they can like ruin a show before it even gets started. Right. So it's like, when they got this and you said, well, I think we got the cast. I'm like, man, I've seen the graphic. I don't know, man. You know how I am about casting. It's like, to me, casting is like 80%. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone has their, their numbers. For me, it's 80% and 20% the writing and everything right. else. But if you ain't got the faces that go with it, and of course, you know me, I'm petty anyway. I'm like sitting here like, <laughs> and when they have the pilot come out like, okay, let me see. And I was like, you know what, bitch, let me go in here and look at the comic book again. Let me make sure I'm looking at these pictures. Like, is this the person? This is them. I think the fandom's going to be happy. Y'all didn't fuck up. Y'all didn't fuck up. So let's hear from Ben. So again, welcome to the show, Ben Benjamin Wadsworth, everybody. Can we just call you Ben? Yeah, yeah, Ben's perfect. That's what's Ben, Benji, Benny, whatever you like. Anything with a B in it. Right. Anything with a B. <laughs> Bobby. Bobby. <laughs> Bobby. And then we got my girl with you. Hey. Yes, my girl. Stella. 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 All right. She got her groove back, just so yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put you on a little bit later. We'll put mm-hmm. you on a little bit later. So um, welcome to the show, Ben. Thank you for having me. Appreciate having you. We kind of were going back and forth for like a couple <laughs> months. Ain't like you ain't been busy or some shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we just, we just like kind of stopped with like press, press and stuff. So mm-hmm. we've been... We've been just relaxing. Right. Cell and I have been getting our house together. We've just so y'all just no, moved. Yeah, Vancouver to L.A. Damn. Oh, okay. Ooh. And I originally moved from Houston to Vancouver. I did. So you were living in Vancouver? Yeah, yeah. I was living in Vancouver a couple months before we started the show. Oh, I, I had it in my head for some reason. Like, remember when you came into the writers' room? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we all were in there, and we we sat with all like the lead, you know, characters, and you and um, Liam, Liam came yeah. in. And everybody was kind of telling us her story and, you know, like what they were thinking about the characters and whatever, stuff like that. But I thought your story was that you were from Texas and they found you there. Yeah. You, but you were there? Well, I, 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 they found me when I was in Houston. Um, okay. But I, I moved out to, uh, to Vancouver after we shot the pilot. Oh, so you just stayed okay. in Vancouver even, even, even well, when I, I did go back because I, I, I didn't. And I have the money to right, stay right. there, but I, I moved out a couple of months before we started shooting because okay. I couldn't really take staying in Houston, Texas. <laughs> yeah. Damn, it just—I had nothing to do. You know, I, right. I, I graduated high school when I was pretty young, mm-hmm. um, so and I was homeschooled, so it's not like I had like a lot of friends like near where I right, live. Right. Um, all my friends are in college and stuff, so. I just was sitting in my room doing nothing, so I was right. itching to get out to Vancouver. Definitely, mm. definitely. 
or some, somewhere I'm, I'm, where it's jumping off, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you, you, you know, I mean, like, <clears throat> the thing about Vancouver that I love is that the um, the restaurants, there's so many different, mm-hmm. like, the, like the, there's mm-hmm. a cosmopolitan kind of restaurant area where there's so many mm-hmm. different types of food places. It's really, really cool because a lot of people just don't realize it's, it's there's so much like Pacific Rim type of like culture influence there. It's mm-hmm. really interesting. I love the food up there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's a lot of really, really good Asian cuisine. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So let's go into your, your history a little bit. So how did you get into acting in the first place? Oh, man. Um, I mean, I was always really interested with, with <coughs> movies. I loved watching movies. Um, mm-hmm. And I was kind of like every other little kid who was like, oh, yeah, I want to be my favorite TV right. show. Until my uncle, I, I overheard my uncle one day, and he was talking about how uh, he came out to L.A. when he was in his early 20s because mm-hmm. he tried to make it as an actor. didn't didn't really work. Mm-hmm. So he went back to Houston, kind of broken, um, and just was working at Walmart, and then um, I, <laughs> which is I, what everybody in Texas does. You know what? Yeah, they got work. Yeah, they got some oil money. Or yeah, you working at Walmart? Hey, it's <laughs> cheap. It's cheap. <laughs> it's hey, it's a good job. Hey, yep. Yeah, UPS or Walmart. <laughs> yeah, you know, one of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I just asked him if he could help me get an agent. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't really know what that meant, mm-hmm. but uh, and then he was like, "Are you sure?" Him and my mom kind of tried talking me out of it, right. and then they're like, "It's not as fun as you." It seems, and then I just did classes. Because I noticed on your IMDb, I mean, you must have like fifteen short films and stuff you did before. Yeah, yeah. I didn't notice that film is pretty dead in in, in Houston, <clears throat> so um, I, I got as much as I could in Texas with right. with short films and indie films. Mm-hmm. That was, and then there was like a series. Like some, oh, somebody yeah. in the lads or something. Yeah, yeah. There was there was Dad a lad? YouTube, YouTube series yeah, called Dad vs. Lad. <laughs> um, it, it was just for fun. I mean, like it was nothing too too crazy. It was it was really goofy and right. and like it was very cheap to shoot. But, uh, yeah, it was. So fun. you didn't have no honey wagon and no shit like that. <laughs> no. They had Subway <laughs> and they did what they had to do because they were like four minute shorts, like little four minute little. Yeah, they're they're about like four or five mm-hmm. minutes. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. They didn't have craft services. It was called crap service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Crafts was on a TV show. That's that's the shit. Man. <laughs> yeah. get oh fat. my god! It's true. They got yes. everything. Mm, yes. They got everything. everything. Um, so so interesting. So let's go ahead. And let's just jump really quick. So how did you? How did this land to you? Because that's that's the big question. And then I wanted to ask about you are you're you're mixed. Mm-hmm. Right, mixed race. Yeah. Let's just tell the kids what that what you what you mix. I'm I'm half white, mm-hmm. um, and then I'm a quarter Mexican, and a quarter Arab. Quarter Arab. Ooh, okay. Yeah. okay. That's why he's pretty Ricky. Okay, I got him. pretty Ricky in the room. <laughs> I know, it's it. <laughs> sounds, <laughs> so sounds like Salma Hayek's son. That's what yeah, that sounds like. Yeah, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Yeah. I, okay. I even like went in to see like a geneticist because I was really confused. I was like, is this is actually what I am. Hmm. And yeah, he's like, yeah, you're 50% white, 25%. Mexican, twenty-five percent Arab. I was like, okay, that's wow. <laughs> so it is. There it is. He can play anything. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's cool. So, how did you? How did? Let me ask you this. How did um, Deadly Class come to you? And what? And what was the whole situation for the audition process for you? Mm, just a self, through a self tape. Mm-hmm. I, I originally got a self tape for Billy, for the um, James character with the yeah. Mohawk. Um, really? And I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't see that. I don't weird. see that now. Yeah, I don't think Miles was really. Uh, he was. He wasn't really with it. So mm-hmm. um, he he emailed my manager because I think they're in the same management company, right, uh, right. Artist First. Mm-hmm. And um, he was like, "Well, we're not really filling him for Billy, but is he like Hispanic?" Hmm. And my manager was like, "Well, yes, yes, he is." <laughs> so I auditioned for the lead, um, and then I was originally told I didn't get the part. Hmm. Um, 
and then I was in I was in Dallas for my brother's uh, soccer tournament championship, mm. and they lost. And then I got the call that I got the job. Really? Yeah, I was supposed to go in like in three days to do another screen test with Maria. Oh, really? Um, but then they cast me. So you didn't even wow. have to do the screen test? No, no, I did. Wow. I did. A, I did the first screen test. Okay. It was just by myself in mm-hmm. front of Miles and and, I, and Rick and everyone. Right. But but that was it. Right. Yeah. Well, it's funny you say that because. One of the things I love, and I have like this huge screen TV at my house, so it almost looks like you're at the movie theater, but it's yeah. not quite as big. And I'll sit there and I'll watch you and I'll pause it and I'll turn to my husband and we're like, look at his eyes. He's giving you Dean right there. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you are always thinking. Mm-hmm. It's like beyond years what you're supposed to be. You're like already advanced to me <laughs> as an actor. Well, you, you. well, you totally are. <clears throat> I mean, that's the thing that, like when I was talking with Patricia Arquette at, mm-hmm. on the thing, I was saying, I said, one of the things I love about just watching you work is that you think so much when, when like when you're not talking, mm-hmm. and you just and it reads because they're listening. Yeah, they're right. listening. You right. know, and they, I was telling, I was like, you know, I was like, that's the one thing that Jack Lemmon always said. You're only the, the best actor is is one who listens. I think you just lost Ben with Jack Lemmon. He's like, who? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, but that's for the other people listening. <laughs> I don't. Jack Lemmon is a very, very famous actor <laughs> from the fifties and sixties and seventies. Mm. His um, his big like his big movies are Some Like a That's Hot your homework, man. And The Apartment. Study that. I'm on it. I'm on it. Yeah, and 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 then like he has a really, really great like later role in a movie that you would absolutely love. It came out like ninety two. It's called Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone is from David Mamet play. Everyone Did he win for that? Huh? Did he win? No. Nominated. He was nominated. He nominated. Yeah, he didn't yeah. win. Um, but, <clears throat> but he plays this guy named um, Shelley the Machine Levine. It's about these real estate salesmen, and they cannot. Based on an amazing play, play. Dude. and it's it's Alec Baldwin. It's it's Al Pacino. It's this fucking awesome movie. It's, yeah. And who yeah. else is in it? Fuck. It's just, everybody's everybody's in that. Everybody's in it, so you got to. <clears throat> and and the idea of you saying that him playing the role and getting death, the thing is that's really good with you, Ben, is you sell that character, Marcus. Mm-hmm. Like here's the oh, this, this this is where it's going to make or break me when I saw mm-hmm. it the first time. Okay, mm-hmm. pilot episode, mm-hmm. and it's like that battle royale moment mm-hmm. in the book where Ben when <laughs> it, when when they're in the classroom. <clears throat> An old girl, old Dixie. <laughs> Brandy. Brand, yeah, I call her old Dixie chick. Right, Where she presses that little note and pops, well, spoiler alert if you oh, haven't seen it. Right. See the pilot. Pops her in the nose. Mm-hmm. And there's that moment like, oh shit. And the expression on your face. Like, I, the way you were looking, like, I felt that shit on her face. Like, I felt like right. I got slapped. You felt like you were reacting. Slapped. That's true. And, That's and, true. And the moment that camera's on his eyes, and like, you're so shocked, and you've got like her blood on your face, and you're sitting there like, what the fuck? This mm-hmm. kind of school is this? <laughs> but you sit in that. Because most actors, they do like, oh, I'm so, you know, this right. is really weird. And then they're like, hey, I'm mugging for the camera, get my right. good side. But you're so in he the moment. There. He you stay there. You stay there. Right. And when I felt like, <clears throat> shit, I feel like I'm with you, dude. Like, mm-hmm. you well, need to leave. See, okay. <laughs> you need to, to leave the school right the, now. To me, the caveat on that, or the little, the, the caboose on that is I love the moment when it's the, the, last, the last look you give when the girl, like, she licks the blood, you know? Yeah, yeah, and you're yeah. like, oh, shit. Now what am I into? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's just a look at me. I mean, I'm homeless. <laughs> I'm hungry. I need a place to stay. I'm about to kill some people, but I'm cool with that. I gotta do what I gotta do. I'm cool with that. The cherry on top was the rat bones. He was like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a cult. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so let me, wait, wait. Can I just ask him this real quick question? So did you get petty when they tell you, like, you said you're going to your uncle's soccer game, and they mm. tell you you don't get the part, where you're like, fuck that show. <laughs> I'm 
get something else. And then they get the phone call and they call you back like, you got it. And you're like, oh. <laughs> Did you have that moment where, dang it. No, I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't really, uh, I didn't really know much about Deadly Class. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't. I didn't care too much. You weren't like a fanboy or nothing. No, yeah, no. I, and I, I didn't read the email that said the Russos were involved. So I think he that, that would have kind of changed <laughs> my no, mind. No, that's true. No, yeah, I did yeah. Um, And I I worked with um, this writer, Jeff Davis. He created Criminal Minds mm-hmm. in, in Teen Wolf. Mm-hmm. We we had a project in mind that we had been like trying to get, had, uh, we'd been trying to like work on, but no one um, would really buy it. It was called Let the Right One In. We, was I was so it. hoping for that to happen. Yeah. We shot it for TNT. Didn't it didn't go? Um, so he was trying to sell it around. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was kind of hoping for that to go. Right. I was like, ah, I don't really want to get any other jobs, but um, I, I did. I got Deadly Class, and Jeff is really excited for me. And Good. it's turned out to be something I best did not thing expect. ever happens yeah, here. It's the best thing, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's best right. Thing. It's it's funny too because um, I look at I look at like the billboards everywhere, mm-hmm. and I look at the kids. And I'm just like, it's. It's elevated even the book to me. You know what I mean? And one of the things I love about what Rick and Miles have done is, is you know, with the team is they were able to, like, because I, I was sitting there watching going, okay, so I guess we're just going to translate what's in the book into the TV show. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, no, now we can slow down a little bit. You know, now we can just be at the school, like, the yeah. next episode coming along, y'all just at the school fucking around doing shit. Right. <laughs> you know what I like mean? The next two episodes. <clears throat> right, right. School. Mm-hmm. And so, and so, so they had to, we had to do like almost bottled episodes, like a couple of them, just to keep them contained. But mainly, I mean, I'm sure there were other reasons, but one of the reasons was because Rick just wanted to have those moments where the kids are just being fucking kids, mm-hmm. you know, because it's so based on his life. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. yeah it's a well, yeah, I mean, the thing that I love about what's happening with the show is I kind of feel like, Sci-fi was looking to do something different with the type of work that they were doing. You know, they closed off Twelve Monkeys, mm-hmm. and I think that this is kind of like an interesting way for them to kind of—I don't want to say rebrand. Yeah, but, they're they kind but, of rebranding. But it's kind of like a rebrand, right. and they're giving you guys such a great push with like, like you said, the billboards, the language, the, the everything, the mm-hmm. language. You know, like I'm sure the budgets are are decent. You know, mm-hmm. for because everyone's always complaining sci-fi sucks because <laughs> because they're not paying you to they're not, right. not the budget for it. But I'm sure that's not necessarily the case on your show because yeah. you, it looks. It I, looks I think rich. we're one of the higher ones for yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. um, and and obviously they probably have to do with the Russos involved too because they're right. not going to mm-hmm. get involved in something. But that's but, but but I think that that they said they said to themselves, let's get this show because it's mm-hmm. this, this team, and then we're going to make it you know like right. fly, and it's going to be our kind of a. It, it feels I must say it feels like their flagship show right now, mm-hmm. and I think that's like a and that that's like like a sweet place. Yeah, everybody's sweet talking about being. Deadly Class right now yeah. right. for sure, for sure. So Ben, yeah. for you, once you got the part and stuff. What are some of the stuff that you did to prepare for the role? I mean, most people, they're going to read the, the, the comics and all the stuff. Yeah. But what were some things that connected you to your character? Because I'm telling you, Marcus, you, when I said this earlier, mm-hmm. you're carrying a lot on this show because Tons. you're the fish out of water. You He's are on almost every yeah, page. It's every page. Yeah. You're our viewpoint character. So we see everything, experience it through you. And for, you know, that's a lot for you to carry, you right. know, going into this TV show. So kind of just talk about how you prepared and what's it like to, to shoulder that weight. I mean, I just I, I read the comics a million times, and mm-hmm. and I asked Rick and Miles just right. a bunch of questions about the character, um, just getting like his facial expressions and and how he he just walks around because Marcus seems to be like slouched slouched over a lot of the time in the comics, so I tried I tried doing that a bit. Um, I, I I got into journaling like okay. Marcus that that helped oh, out a bit. Um, and since I, I, I was homeschooled, I, I understood, like, I guess 
what it felt like to be alone in mm-hmm. ways. I mean, it was my choice. Marcus didn't choose to be on the streets and mm-hmm. be isolated from everyone, but I had, I, I could understand it. Mm-hmm. So I, I had all these things going into it, and it felt it felt easy, especially having Rick right, right there. Like, that was just the best thing. Yeah. Him sending us, you know, um, playlists for our characters. Right. Oh, nice. <laughs> with, like, music he thinks that they would listen to just mm-hmm. helped. I got to help so him with that. Yeah, because yeah. you know great. I grew up in a whole punk rock scene. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's all well, it's one of the other characters that's in the movie in the, the TV shows. I think too is the music. Mm-hmm. Like certain songs came on, like literally, I'm sure, like, oh my god, I, we, I was we would wearing be in the what room. I was eating. Rick would, be, Rick would, we'd be in a room, and Rick would be like, "Hell, what's playing right now?" I'd be like, "Oh, dude, it's got to be Depeche Mode's number six. Mm-hmm. Where the, you know, he's like, "Oh shit," you know what I mean? We'd be in there going in. You know, so I'm always amazed when I hear it now. I'm like, oh, he got that song, or oh, he changed it to that song. That's even better. Yeah, you know, whatever. So it's it's fascinating. And having those songs can't be cheap. Oh God, I'm sitting there looking and like, okay, oh, yeah. like sometimes you get the remake. Like we'll get some cover band to cover <laughs> exactly. that song. No, yeah. he's getting the real shit. And I was watching some stuff last night. I was like, oh my God, they got the real music, mm-hmm. and it just it just fits. Every character seems like they have their own music, their right. own thing that comes yeah. on there, and especially for Marcus's character because you're going through so many emotional. Switches here and there. It's like one minute, you know, you're being chased and bullied. Next minute, you're like, oh my God, I got to fucking figure out what's going on over here. It's just so right. much emotionally that and, and Marcus that, is going through. And that's Rick. Rick Rick is, I mean, Rick is a big extension of actually, I don't know how much you know, and I'm sure he's told Marcus you. And Billy, Marcus right? and Billy. Marcus yeah. and Billy is him. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's, and, and um, I mean, the elements of them are probably 50 50 to some extent. And, um, and I remember even in our first meeting when I met him, I told him, I says, you're Marcus Any. And, um, Billy, aren't you? And he yeah. was like, like, how did you know? I was like, I could just tell. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, like, for instance, the extension of you loving the Smiths, you know, which I fucking love the Smiths, is, is like perfect because I'm always battling people fighting about how good they are and they're not just some sad, soppy little fucking, yeah. you know, girly band. <laughs> you know that's what I mean? That's what Leah Marcus is arguing. Exactly. Constantly. Exactly. So I totally relate to that. What were you about to say, Chris? Oh, now you no, you, now you want to go and run. <laughs> no, but I think, you know, when, we're about, when we're talking about the music, it just reminds oh, that's me. A, oh, that's oh now you're going to come in. Now you're going to come in. Now you got to wait. You have to wait now. You just sit there and you wait. No, I'm just thinking. You know, I'm going to write it down. This write time. it down for you in your journal. No, I was just thinking in terms of the music because the 80s music, because you have such a, a diverse cast, one of the things that I really appreciate and I miss that and we have a little bit now, but I just remember in the 80s, there was such a mixture of so many different types of music and mm-hmm. everybody listened to the same music. Right. You know what I mean? Like you got, in the, in the show, you've got like the old hip hop records that were mm-hmm. first coming out and you've actually got the authentic, E-P-G, real, like before we started really, like the, just the basic beat bop mm-hmm. beat, you know, and then you've got like the British music, the British mm-hmm. invasion that was mm-hmm. coming in and you've got like some of the little indie grunge bands from the 80s that were coming up. Mm-hmm. And I just think that it just, it's, it's such a character and part of the show and I think it's just smart. For you guys to do that Was that part of Because I'm trying to remember It's been a long time Since I read the comic book It's all. It's in the comic There's there's like plenty of songs That are yeah. like spread throughout Because mm-hmm. you can see It's like more mm-hmm. of like An italic mm-hmm. style Or whatever mm-hmm. in the book And I do enjoy the idea Of them having the animated parts In the, the, mm-hmm. t- the TV series too And a lot of times When they're going back In the flashbacks for you guys mm-hmm. Is that fun for you to watch To see that It is It's so cool Like right. Like Video it's like small animations mm-hmm. of like in in Wes's art style. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. It was a. Tra- I remember the day Rick came into the room. It's probably a month or month or two in the in the room, and Rick came in. And this isn't politics. I'm giving away. Mm-hmm. We're just, just telling stories. And he came in the room and said, "So I had this epiphany." He's like, "What if we did the the origin stories to all the characters in every episode?" 
I never forget how he came up with it. We were all like, "What?" Yeah. He's like, "We're going to animate it." We're like, "Shit!" Mm-hmm. And Nick was like, "Well, how much is that going to cost?" He's like, "Let's figure it out." Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh man! Yeah, it just adds. It's just a nice, interesting twist to add to the story. Mm-hmm. Like it just, it just adds layers to the right. show itself. You know, like when they showed, um, I keep forgetting the character's name. The one who I don't want to give a spoiler, but there's where he's telling the story about how he became a pacifist. Like I'm not into oh. violence or anything like Willie. that. Thank you, Willie. And uh, I should remember that. But um, yeah. It's just those those sequences, or just when you're. Would you you're, believe that's not his hair? Yes, I what? would. That's not his hair. That's so it's just fake. I re- yeah. I saw, I could tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could tell. I mean, yeah. just because I'm black, but right, I could right. tell. That's like yeah. who did them cornrows? <laughs> <laughs> who did them lace front cornrows? Shaquita did not do that. <laughs> No, they just glued them onto. Yeah, his they head. just glued them on. But they yeah. did. But yeah. the, one of the earlier scenes, though, they did have. Didn't he have like the finger waves? Mm. He had like. Was it? Was it? He's braids? always had the way. He's always had the braids. Look, it just looks so wavy and just so smooth. It probably was there. an angle. Maybe he's, it was. He always, it he's always has the braids. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I want to ask you also. <clears throat> since you talk about coming from homeschooling and and from that background and and a lot of times when kids are homeschooled, you're all kind of sheltered a little bit. Mm. What's it like doing a show where because. As you know, as all my fans and people out there know, I love gangster flicks. I love films that have a lot of like violence in them in the sense of there's a moral premise behind it. It's not just you know blatantly being violent. Like There's reasonings behind it. What is it like being in a show where you have all this stuff going on and coming from Houston, Texas, and I'm homeschooled, I'm a good, I'm a good kid, and then it's <laughs> like you land this role where you're like, everybody up <laughs> well this is always like these, these type of characters I've always been interested in like if you've seen um, like any of the those short films that I did it was always like these like loner outsider right. characters who who were dark or mm-hmm. you know just different because even the 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 one the lad one you were kind of the bad kid weren't you a little yeah <laughs> yeah that one <laughs> we keep throwing it back um, you love that show and you know it's so great. that made you who you are okay go watch it that was on YouTube. um yeah even that stella's like please don't tell him that <laughs> i mean and it, I, I guess it's it's kind of easy whenever it's from like marcus's perspective because this is all so new to him and yeah. he's like what the hell like mm-hmm. what's going on and so that's i guess easy for me as an actor because mm-hmm. if i was seeing someone getting hit in the face with a cane in the middle right. of, a, of a class I would have the same reaction as Marcus right. so mm-hmm. it was kind of simple and I was always uh, like attracted to that kind of stuff when mm-hmm. it came to films and, and television just like the darker grittier mm-hmm. stuff yeah and I think the timing too for the 80s because it's like one of the okay spoiler alert even though it's in the pilot and you should have seen it by now <laughs> you know it. it has <laughs> like it has that dark gritty but it also has that surreal dreamlike sequence like when you've got like Ronald Reagan crawling out of a TV set mm, that's a great, you know straight out the comic book this is a great yeah. touch yeah. Yeah. I've never seen it Listen. I'm, I'm gonna interrupt you now for a second yes um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I just never seen that in the in the pilot I just never I was like that like the, the way it's filmed what's his mm. name uh, Lee what's, what's the director of the Lee Krager yeah Lee mm-hmm. Krager it's like that moment that it's just a great touch there's always these little great touches like that I mean mm-hmm. I love the when in the pilot when you guys st- you know you kill that guy and you put him in, and, you, and you burn him in the dumpster mm-hmm. you know because I was like I was like in my head I was like how are they going to do that scene mm-hmm. from a comic I was like I think I do that scene and then you start to sound I was like how are they going to do that scene like right. how are they going to it's just a, the, the I think that it's the 
it handles the emotions of what your character goes through. This is like, obviously, it's the whole fish on water thing. Mm-hmm. But it's a different type of fish on water, in, in a sense, because, you know, like all your contemporaries are your same age. And I think that that's like a really interesting well, way. Well, you're, you're the youngest one in the cast, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm wow. always the baby. Can we, ask, can we ask how old you are? I'm 19. Oh, my God. I'm 19, yeah. You're only 19? I'm only 19. Everyone else is 20 years older. <sighs> oh, my God. Really? Oh, my God. 20 years older? 20, no, 20 There's years no and older. Oh, oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Ain't no one 38 in that show. Except Benedict, maybe. No. So this is the rare moment mm-hmm. in Hollywood where you actually have a character that's really the age of the character right. for that acting. Right. Oh, man. Well, isn't Marcus in the comics like 14 years old? Uh, He's a little older, maybe. He's a little older? Y- he, might, he might be 14 to 15. But I am, I am like pretty close. Because mm-hmm. I mean, we had a conversation about that, and this isn't politics again. But we had, to, we had to make sure because, you know, our show was about a school of deadly assassins, so people die. Yes. So we had to figure out a way where, where, where and I think, I think Rick is the one who came up with it, it made, totally made sense to me, <clears throat> was that it's more of like a prep school, an academy, it's like yeah, something most else. people talk about it. So they're it. like 18 yeah. to 20 right. or something like that. You know? Yeah, most of them talk about it. Like most of my friends, when we were talking about it, it's like, okay, imagine if Battle Royale mm-hmm. was like every fucking day. Right, <laughs> exactly. In your English class. Yes. <laughs> you yeah. know? Have you Anything seen the movie Battle Royale? No, but when um, we were shooting the pilot, Lee put, um, got us all together and like, oh, showed yeah. us a bunch of different films oh, um, to like get us ready for, mm-hmm. for Deadly Class. Yeah, I mean, Battle that's one of them. Yeah, it's one of those ones because in Battle Royale, it's like 14-year-old, like eighth graders mm-hmm. put on an island mm-hmm. and uh, you can only get off the island if you kill everybody. So whoever kills everybody first exactly. gets that little boat ride home. Yeah. <laughs> and other people said it's like, you know, it's like, imagine Harry Potter. Right. But Harry Potter's fucking everybody up. You know, it's Hogwarts for assassins, yeah. you know? And it, it really is because like, I feel so much tent, like when I was watching the second episode, I was like, all right, he's trying to be normal, going to school. But it's like every single person in that school can just mess you up mm-hmm. for no reason. They're all walking mm-hmm. around. With and you're all walking around and like... So and there's politics. Yes. In the room. And there's yeah. politics. Mm-hmm. And of course it has the typical high school poly, your right. groups and things like mm-hmm. that. But these groups are like really, really bad. And mm-hmm. I think one of the things that the last, this last episode that just happened where it's, you know, episode five mm-hmm. where all kinds of stuff just goes batshit crazy. Right. Um I don't know the trajectory. I'm like excited to see what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. Every time each episode comes on, I'm just like, okay, what? How much worse can this get for Marcus? Like, how is he yeah. going to survive? Yeah, how, how are you going to survive this time? Oh, <laughs> how much worse can it be? Yeah. So, what is the, what is the um, what are the fan reactions to you? Like, when you see yourself up on the billboard, and you're just just doing your regular stuff, and you're like, oh my god, that's me. Are you sitting there no, taking pictures? Question. Like, that's you know, I was in the beginning. I was taking photos. It was it was pretty cool. Stella actually um, took me to see my first one on Sunset. Uh-huh. Um, but I think is it, it was, emotional or is it just kind of like oh shit? It was just it was cool. It was yeah. like wow. Oh like, yeah, because you're not yeah. from here. You come down here and you're like it's it's like a whole different kind of experience. Yeah. 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 By, by the time he got here, the billboards were up. They were yeah. up. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> because that's yeah. the thing that's interesting about um, Los Angeles. I think in terms of like. There's so much advertising in the city mm-hmm. that I don't think is necessarily just for to get people aware. Right. It's kind of to show off to the community in a mm-hmm. sense. So, so, yeah. uh, so you know, to, so, uh, so the studios are saying, this is what we do. This is what we, you know, it's like this, this brinksmanship that the mm-hmm. studios are playing amongst themselves in right. town. So you see all these, you know, like there's mm-hmm. little snipes to be like 15 of the same poster running on the corner. And you're like, yeah. that shit is like right. nowhere else. Right. But it kind of like, it, it, but it, but it breathes this energy into, 
what the show is. Right. And it also lets me know that it's like, this is why they're really behind you guys. Because that's like usually reserved for like Black Panther or these big movies right. that are getting all that kind of stuff. And I was yeah. like, oh, they're fucking everywhere. Mm-hmm. So. so what was it like? You walk down there and you're like, ah. And it was cool. I think what was even more weird was I was, I was kind of getting used to seeing them there. Mm. I was like, whoa. Like, yeah, that's is interesting. this a normal thing? Should mm-hmm. I be getting used to right, seeing right. billboards of my face mm-hmm. on yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes. He's like, There'll be more. So, right. yes. I, <laughs> I mean, what was really, really cool was seeing um, um, a picture from it on Times Square. Mm. When I was in New York, wow. I was like, just riding yeah, it was, the, it was Yeah, it was lit up, wasn't was, it? Well, when I went for press, um, the, the, the screens weren't working, the ones oh, for okay. Daily Class. Right. I only got to see it through, through a photo. But um, mm-hmm. when I was on the subway, I saw... I saw him down there, so that was really cool. That's dope. That's dope. So let me, let me ask you, since we're jumping on this question, let me just ask you, because you are living the dream right now, mm-hmm. right? Every you're, you're 19 years old, Absolutely. and you're on a show that has the potential to go on for seasons, right? Everybody's talking about it. You guys sell out at Comic-Con. That You know that has legs, you know? Season two is like, they just got to say it, season two. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're going to say season two, by the way. You know that. They might announce season three. I already three. talked to the bitches. I they, talked to the bitches. They, they might announce season three. The are, you, are, you, are, you, are you guys going to be in San Diego day. for Comic-Con? Are you guys, are you guys going to be in Comic-Con oh, yeah, this yeah. year? Yeah. Um, we were there last year. Yeah, they were there last year. Man, that's my hometown. We yeah. were in the room, and they were there. Yeah. Like Ooh. That's actually where <clears> I met Stella. Like, that's where you met her? Yeah. 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 Ah, we might have to hear Wait, were you just walking around Comic-Con? No, our show. Let me get you the closer. Okay. Slide it over to her. Our show... They premiere after our show on Sci-Fi, and then wait, what's your show, girl? Come on now, The Magician. <gasps> Shut up! Shit, that's right. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything because I was like, I think that's what it is, but I don't want to say nothing. I don't want to say nothing. Shut up! I was like, hey, Chris, I was like, still, she looked familiar. I was like, I don't want to say anything, but go ahead, Stella. Go ahead, continue. No, we. That's how we met. Give me your phone name, Stella. Stella Maeve. Stella Maeve. Stella Maeve. Yeah. And I saw him from across the room, and we and we did like a weird Shut double up. take. Listen, listen. You saw him across the room. <laughs> I did. I know it's <laughs> cheesy. No, it's not. It's not cheesy. <laughs> it was. It's a little it's, cheesy. No, it's not, ben, it's not. It is sweet. <laughs> no, it is sweet. Go ahead, continue. But I saw him, and I was like, wait, he looks like me, but a boy. Oh, that's hilarious. So there might have been like a little right, bit of narcissism up in there. Okay. It was like, but it was like, <laughs> I was like, I fe- he looks familiar, like he feels familiar. Aww. He feels familiar. And yeah. then we were with the same management. And mm-hmm. so then they introduced us, but you were trying to avoid me because you were with your ex. <gasps> Ooh. Wow. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. Now, we're like, now we're getting the juicy yeah. bits. This is the thing I always say, you know. And Ben's like, uh, cut the mic, cut the mic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we cut the mic. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, It's like, the thing I love is uh, uh, moments in movies, which you don't see a lot anymore, where the two leads meet in in a really interesting environment. Right. Just kind of like, you know, I I think like one of the, like, it's the introduction. Mm -hmm. And like one of my favorite introductions of, of like the female lead is in A Place in the Sun, is Montgomery Cliff, he goes to this party, and he's an outsider, and no one likes him, and no one would talk to him, because he's poor, and it's just his family, they're rich, but he's like a third cousin. And he's just like playing pool, and you see these, and you use a shot where you see some people like passing the hallway. Montgomery Cliff hits this shot. He's and, a cinephile, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> and he, he hits this shot, and it like, it hits like three banks, and then goes in, and when it goes in, you hear this, woo, and you come back, and it's Liz Taylor. 
and her, she walks into this, into, into the light, and it's mm. like this look in her face. It's, it's like one of the greatest introductions of, of her character, mm. of, a, of a character in a movie, mm-hmm. I think. And it just sounds like that when you were saying so, that. So, that's so no, wait, let him finish it. Let, let Ben finish though. So, wait, wait. Voice. So finish what you're going to say, Ben. Yeah, yeah. I was with my ex. You know, I'm I'm a I'm a I would consider myself to be a good guy. I'm a monogamous guy. I, I stay away from from trouble. I see now. I don't believe you now. So yeah, you, you got to put receipts up. You got to put receipts up already. I'm I'm a little suspect now. But continue. Yeah, continue. So, so I met Stella and she was very nice. She gave me her number. She was like, next time you're back in in Vancouver, like I, I can show you around because the magi- the magicians shoots in Vancouver okay. as well. Mm-hmm. But I was being genuine because I she was, like, was. I thought of you as a friend, and I'm just yeah. like a very friendly person. I hug everybody. I'm like very like, good for you, Stella. You know? Yeah, yeah. Good, I'm good, like good people. Human connection. Right. Losing it. Right. Right. So I was like, I'll show you around. Like we can be like, yeah. it, I wasn't trying to prey on you or no, like no, hit no, on no. you. Right. I was like coming off a sinus infection and kind of. <laughs> I was just like, he looks so fr- and he's right. so beautiful. They say he's like, beautiful. He's beautiful. You know, like That's what we got to get a little, <laughs> little tiny button to the gym. Though I know he don't like working out, but we got to get your body ready. <laughs> no, I do like working out. Just Rick. <laughs> Rick and Miles That's tell you. Listen, no workout. Listen, for Marcus, we got to get you ready for Comic Con. We got to get you ready. Tell us reps. Do reps. Do reps. That's what I'm not telling you to bulk up. I'm just telling you to stay in shape. He's like maintain. You're saying maintain. What do you got to take your shirt off? You got to maintain. People need to. I took the shirt off in the shot. Yeah, I mean, you know, but you think it needs to look better? What you need is I like a Jack Mullane type of body. Cut it. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Ben. Ben is like, I, I, I regret. Right, you know I, I regret, regret walking in. I should not have no, put a fuck on this. Man. It's all love. That email. Okay, Marcus is getting naked it's on the show. Plenty of times. Um, there's lots of push-ups. Uh, before, Marcus before looks scenes. like Victor now. Aww. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what Miles was saying. He's like, "Don't come in looking like Victor." I agree. Mm. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, yeah. you know, just remember. I know you're committed to the show, but there is there is hiatus, and you might be shooting another fucking movie. That's true. So you just got to be prepared. That's true. You're a pretty motherfucker. It's going to tell you, you. Thank you. You might want to take your clothes off and some other shit. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you right. saw how your boy, what's his name? Um, from, uh, the fuck's his name? Who the? He was in, uh, he was in the movie with Army Hammer last year in Italy. Oh, now oh, see, he needed, he needed Timothy to do Chalamet. three or four push-ups. Timothy, yeah, Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> His little skinny little body. Yeah, he was super skinny. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You know, like, like that's what you, you have to avoid that. Yeah, you gotta, you know, because he came into that movie and yeah. it's like, well, you know, if he's a little more buff, then maybe he. Yeah, so he, I didn't buy that but at, at all. But at the same time, there are women who love him. Just the women. Just the movie off, was amazing, off, and he was amazing. About him, but I so know. Yeah. I don't, you know. Yeah. Let it go. So can I ask you too? <laughs> Why you gotta be whispering? Because this shit? these might be lower her secrets. head and shit. Like, <laughs> these might on. be trade secrets. Okay, we are not no, no, Marvel. We you. are sci-fi. So <laughs> when we get when we get the next season, yeah. How close to the books? I know a lot of times you said you, you guys can slow down a little bit with the books and things like that, and a lot of times to some shows either try to stay on. Stay following the comic books and stuff or start doing some things where they start creating new things. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think that um, you guys are kind of like stray away from the comic books and start maybe Rick's, adding some Rick's, things? Rick's, or? Rick's way too deep in it. And I don't want to get you political on everything, but it's, it's personal to him. Okay, you no, know I'm just mean? curious. It's I'm just, just like, curious. Just like the, um, the, the, the last episode, the last Vegas episode mm. <clears throat> was very personal. Like that 
that almost ninety percent of the entire script happened mm-hmm. to Rick, mm-hmm. literally yeah. word for word. Almost Rick's uh, like had an acid overdose. Right. Rick's almost been beaten to death. Mm-hmm. What, what else? Okay, um, what you're telling me is I don't need to be hanging around Rick. <laughs> yeah, at he's the trouble. It's, now. it's you what you're writing well, around Rick. I mean, even even the cast. Those, and he has those assassins are, coming after even him. Even the cast so, are yeah. based on his real friends. Like mm-hmm. Willie was his best friend. The mm-hmm. black guy was mm-hmm. like his best friend back in Arizona. Mm-hmm. So it's like all those characters. You know, are just extensions like Marcus and and, and Liam's character um, um, Billy are extensions of himself. Mm-hmm. So he just combined them. Does that put mm-hmm. more pressure on you then, as an actor, knowing that this is really biographical stuff, even though it's set in this kind of genre fantasy martial artsy kind of thing? I mean, does that put pressure on you to like, oh, this is like real shit? I mean, whenever it comes to like being this character that people are already fans of, mm-hmm. like because of the comic, no. But whenever it comes to that. It's not. I mean, yeah, for the for the other one, but whenever it comes to like Rick, no, because I well, you I, guys have a great there. relationship too. Yeah, Rick and I are really good friends, mm-hmm. so I could just ask him any anything, mm-hmm. like, or like just for help. Rick was always the guy. So if it came when it came to like if I'm doing this correctly, mm-hmm. Rick was the guy to ask. Right. Right. Has See, has playing Marcus taught you something about yourself as an actor? Like one of the things, like I said, <laughs> you're carrying the show. Mm-hmm. Is there some things now that you've learned about yourself that you probably didn't know when she started taking on this type of intense character? I know I can um, I can work a 14 hour day with two hours of sleep. Oh my god, Jesus! Two hours of sleep, Jesus. Yeah. Well, because See, because all the kids, of, all kids at the hotel, fucking around all night. I got the video. No, no, I was a, yeah. breaking, <laughs> hanging I was, out. I was a kid playing Toronto. video I was, games. I was, just, I was getting home real late and then going to bed. <laughs> I, was, I was getting insomnia from working. So, mm. I, I, oh yeah, I that I know, know that. Definitely, Jesus yeah. Christ, I did that and, last and, night. Well, let me just ask you, piggybacking off of her question, what we we just had um, Juan on the show. Uh, last week, mm. as a matter of fact, Juan Gray. Yeah, me and yeah, Chris. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> his, his his episode drops tomorrow. This will drop the week after. Um, and we were talking. I was asking him because I know he's not in every episode. He's in like maybe like six or something like that, right? Right. And so I said, um, "What's when you guys are there in Vancouver? What's your day like when you're on the set, and what's your day like when you don't have to shoot?" Are you fucking just sleeping? Are you like stuck because you got you know seven pages of dialogue to practice tomorrow? Like, I'm just mm. sleeping. Yeah, like people mm. even on on set would always just see me in the green room, just laying down, trying to get. I've seen pictures sleep. of you like sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Everybody else is on their feet. And this you're is like, true. <laughs> There's so much BTS of me just on the ground. Um, no, I was working every day throughout the the whole wow. shooting the whole season. I had four days off. Total. Oh my god! So Jeez. I just I was. I was getting to the studio to the the stage. What time? Which what time was your day like? Usually, I I would I was supposed to be there around seven or eight, mm-hmm. sometimes nine, and then I would I would get back home around twelve. Wow! Jeez! Yeah! Mm. Wow! See, that's the thing that I really respect. That's respect. That, that's yeah. respect yes. because that's the thing. I gotta get it. Give me, give me some. Give me some. That that see, <laughs> you know, I'm, people I'm, don't realize how hard the shit is. Yeah, you know, you know it's this thing. It's, it's, it's a testament to you too. It's like I remember. I had um, a friend of mine was on. We he was on Charlie's Angels too, and I came out of the set with him one day, and it was the day they shot that scene with like Bruce Willis in mm-hmm. the in the little trade. And Bruce comes on set, and it's like you can just tell that it's like he's so aware of the fact that like he is making all of this right. happen, and it's like. And it's the hours and the time, and you're not sleeping, but you got to be there. You cannot. It's like the difference between being a pro and an amateur. If you're like, you know, like these, you know, like I said to people all the time, 
you know, like one of the um, the greatest performances mm-hmm. that, that Michael Jordan, you know, he, 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 yeah, yeah, one of the greatest performances that Michael Jordan ever gave was in that game f- uh, four in the finals against against Utah mm-hmm. when he had the flu. And he still mm. like wins and pushes the game back so they can win in Chicago. And he's like drinking fluids and shit off, you know, all, like Pedialyte, all kinds of shit. And I was like, he could be <laughs> sleeping, right. but he's not. He's gonna give everything he has right now. And regardless of how tired he is, it's like the show is on you. And I think, I see, I think that you, you know, like this is something that that you'll see later in life is that if, if you get to hold a show because it's your show, your star, it means that the rest of the stuff you're going to do in this industry is going to be easy because yeah. you're used to the pressure of it's all about it's all on me right now. Everyone's here because of me. If I'm late or whatever fuck it is, or yeah. then it's they're mad. I mean, because think about it, there's all those stories when like um, James Gandolfini disappear for a day or two and they were shooting Sopranos it was so difficult on him mm. to do and it's like you know what that, and then hundreds of thousands of dollars is burning because they're not shooting and everyone's right. sitting there it's like that is a big thing to be able to like learn and understand I don't think that a lot of people understand like, that type of work and that commitment that yeah. you have to give so. well there was a lot of like like Rick and Miles um, talking to me about like I guess the kind of power I had they're like well you're you're an example like what you do is what everyone else can do so mm-hmm. if you start showing up late then other people can start showing up yeah. late yeah you set um, the tone you start complaining other people it can starts start from the top yeah. so, you're the top of the call so that's how it works so mm-hmm. I just I guess I, I just tried my best to, to, mm-hmm. to be professional and, and have a good time and, and, and even though you have more lines than everybody else you still gotta be prepared yeah. so you can't be sitting there talking about line every three seconds yeah. it's gonna the rest of the people are going to be looking at you going, well, he's doing it. Because usually what I did was I, I would get home and be like, okay, it's time to sleep. So I would, I would prep my lines and mm-hmm. then I would go to sleep, wake up, repeat, okay. do it again. And then, and then weekends were usually were my only days to rest. So I would, I would sleep all day Saturday and then Sunday were uh, D&D with the boys and just <laughs> going over the lines. Mm-hmm. All right. That's going to mm-hmm. be season two though. So <laughs> you know what, what kind of projects you want to do next because you have a great look in terms of vulnerability mm-hmm. you can give me fierceness I'm sure you can give me scare because I've seen the show where it's like when you give them these intense looks so what is the next type of role you would like to play because I have some dream roles no, I that I see him in already yeah. I'm just saying because I'm a fan now well I mean I, like stuff like like that you know Timothy Chalamet is already doing like yeah. I, I auditioned for Beautiful Boy oh, did you? I would have loved to I would have loved to be in Beautiful Boy. Um, the, the, but you don't speak the language, right? Like, well, fr- like Italian or yeah, French? Yeah, Italian or French no, or something? No, no. Yeah, because he was just like fluent. No, that's, 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 yeah, he was really that's good the at other that movie. stuff. The yeah. Beautiful Boy is the one that came right. out this year. Yeah, Call Me By Your Name. Oh, that's, that's the one you're thinking of. That's yeah. What, yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry, that's yeah. what I'm thinking about. Got it. Just, just something, you know, like a Timothy, I guess, Chalamet-esque kind okay. of film. That's like, good I like, I like, you know, the weird, dark characters, the ones that are struggling, having problems, right. you know, this, some of the drugs. Or, that's why I always say he's like Dean, because James Dean always played those, if you think about that. But, what, it, but what do you think it is about that? Because I always feel like there's some shadow self that attracts that to you. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I like, always got the that? boy next door characters in, in Houston. Hmm. And I hated it. So um, yeah. once one time I finally booked this role. It was called uh, like the Sleeping Dog or something. I played this young this young boy who was secretly he was he was a serial killer. He was killing young girls <laughs> in his town that he really liked. You hear in that, school. Stella? He's all excited. I <laughs> <laughs> just lit up. Like, tell me more. And, and I love killing it. people. Uh, shit. Love <laughs> slitting their throats. What exactly. the? No point next door is Choking this. Choking them out. Oh man. <laughs> 
I, and I had a really good time because it was I had never done anything like that. Mm-hmm. It was something dark, something gritty. Um, and I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to do for the rest of my life. That's interesting. Well, see, wow. This, the thing right. about, this is the thing about, from my point of view, as a filmmaker, as a writer, and I, I feel it's the same way for actors. It's like when you go into those dark spaces... There's always there's like dark stuff in your life that you really don't get a way to exercise, right. and when you and then so you put it in your work. And you're it's probably, cathartic. You're probably like like searching for stuff like yeah. you know because if they're giving you the boy next door look all the time, which I, which I totally understand why they would do that. Yeah. But it's like, ah, but you know, I have other shit going on in my head, mm-hmm. and I want to be able to like say, you know, like I want to do I want to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. That would be great to do. You know, um, God, you know what I was th- you know it'd be really interesting. Um, See how I go giving away ideas, but it'd be interesting if there was like a um, what's that thing that Coppola did? Fuck, 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 Outsiders. If they did another Outsiders, oh, like a remake or something. I or love that. Oh my god, definitely. Yeah, <clears throat> I love it. Yeah, yeah, you play Pony, Pony Boy. Yes. Shut up. Yes. Don't yes. there. Yeah. 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 Curtis. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That dies. No, no, we don't want Rafael. We don't want Rafael because he dies. That's right. We want oh, him to be. Oh, you, this yeah, is Tony Boy Curtis. Yes, 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 yeah. Oh, oh, fuck, fuck, yeah, fuck. Uh, the one that was. Yeah, he was yeah. like, stay gold, Pony Boy. Stay yeah. gold, Pony Boy. <laughs> fuck. Yeah. What was wrong with my. Y'all got. Look, y'all got cell phones. Y'all could Google it up. I forget the fucking Francis Copeland did that movie. You know what? But would you do it? Okay, so if we get. Oh get Ben to play Pony Boy there. Curtis. Uh-huh. Do we keep it in the '60s or do we update it? Because folks still rumble. Do I have to dye my hair blonde? They do. I mean, if we did it, do we want to do it in the Why '60s? Not, you know what? Let's keep it back in the day. No, no, no. Keep She's it back like, in the no, day. No, no, it's no, gotta no, be. It's look, gotta look, be back look, in the day. Look, this is the thing. I don't necessarily think that doing oh, updates the and stuff see like ben, that. See, yeah, see, if see if you did it still back in the '60s, don't start laughing, Ben. This is real. We're gonna make this happen. Let's do this. Get our managers on the phone. I feel like if. If you, if you just find the lens, for he was Johnny Cage. Johnny, yeah, yeah. If you find the lens that it speaks to of today, right. still set. Right. Then. See, I think sometimes what's cool about those period pieces is they're sort of like science fiction in a way because because you can address a topic that you not necessarily talk talk about today, but do it back then. Mm-hmm. You know, show some flip side, something that we didn't see. Right. You know, I don't know. I'm putting it out there. Pony Bull Curtis. What's the other one? Rumblefish? Yeah, Rumblefish. Yeah, Rumblefish. Yeah. 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 Was that, the, that was another one with Matt Dillon? Oh, Matt Dillon. Yes. Oh, Matt Dillon. yes, yes. <gasps> oh, 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 oh that's, my God. That's, um, yes. that's your boy who did. Uh, <clears throat> oh, what the fuck is his name? Gus Van Sant. Gus Van Sant. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yes. yes. Look at it. We're already fan casting you and all kinds of stuff already. <laughs> and we're putting it out in the universe. It's going to happen. Right. No, because you don't see faces like this anymore. Oh, no, God, no. Like, you look like a. No. I'm really big on faces because I watch a lot of films. You have a classic face, mm-hmm. but you don't have that Hollywood. You know that Hollywood face yep. where it's that fake Hollywood face yep. where you know, like, all right, everything mm-hmm. looks. We've off. seen it. We've, we've seen, seen it. it. Oh, we've right. been there. We've been there. Done right. that. Next, right. you know, we can see it. So does Stella. Yeah, Look at her. yeah. yeah. When well, you were showing well, the one well, picture, well, I was well, like, oh my god, it's a real well, person. So, um, I was. There was this movie. This is the thing that I think is interesting too. Uh, so oh, that's so precious. Young love, young love. All you gotta do is young love. You saw this movie. The, that, that, uh, Hail Caesar Hail Caesar uh-huh. Right Okay So I think that The thing about Hail Caesar I think is The guy Faces like yours Can be in a lot of time periods And I think mm-hmm. Which I think is fantastic Because there's, there's a lot of people You put them in a, in a period film right. And they totally stand out It's just like It's just like You just don't look 
like you're from that time. Okay, here's one more. I'm so tired of, of, of I, I hate interrupting him, but I'm now that we've welcome, been, welcome we're to into Ben's room, face. Thing. Sorry, Ben. <laughs> That's your fault for having that face. Okay, imagine this. We gotta cut you Stella, now. Stella, <laughs> Stella's like, oh my God, what kind of, they're fan casting him. What if, if we can get Anne Rice to do this, we can do a young Lestat. Oh, oh shit. Nice. Oh, shit. Nice. That would be interesting. Bitch, listen. Oh, shit. Young Lestat? Vampire? That would be Listen. Because you always got, like, you know, you got the older ones. Yeah, but what yeah, if yeah. a young. Listen. Period piece. Mm-hmm. Been in fabulous clothes. Mm-hmm. Hair laid. Mm-hmm. Clothes whipped. British accent. Okay. Whipped. No, we not. No, Lestat is French. We're not having British. Lestat is French. Okay, same thing. French. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> or we can make an Italian. We can make a. Right. And then we could put Stella in it. And Stella could be like that vampire chick. Yes. That, like. Look, I got to get. Somebody get Anne Rice on the phone right now. Get, I'm telling you. Young you know Lestat. What? You need to call Tyrone. That's what you need to do. I just need. You know what call I mean? No, listen. I just need to write the script and talk to Anne Rice and say, look, because you know. Exactly. Oh, and my favorite. I've been wanting to do this for years. Cry to Heaven, mm-hmm. Anne Rice, which is the best. Okay, you don't mind playing the Castrati, do you? Do you know what that is? No. Okay, this we is when they- those in the project. Listen, listen, listen. I know the Castrati. This is when they have the, okay, you, you, you the, opera, the opera singers back in the old days, and they would take the young boys, and they would just slice them. What? To keep yeah, them keep from the not getting the hormones. So, the voice. so their voice oh, so would stay, stay high. high. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. And one of my favorite Anne Rice books, it's not a vampire book, but it's called Cry to Heaven, and it's about these two Castrati who were like, it's just one of the most romantic and like epic and like it's one of those period romances I've always wanted to write, mm. but I can never find a face that'll fit that thing. Mm-hmm. It's right here in front of me. So I think I'll just, you know what? Okay. Everybody listen. We're going to keep this between us. <laughs> okay. Okay. All 85,000 of you who listen to us every week. This is just between us. I'm going to write the <clears throat> script for Young Lestat and Cry to Heaven. Okay. If someone has Anne Rice's phone number, we're going to hook Ben up. Call that bitch. The only thing I ask, <laughs> as you know, I always ask in every movie I try to get into, uh-huh. I don't need a big part. Oh, All I need to say is Wait they went that it. way. No, they went that way. <laughs> so when Young Lestat, when Ben walks up and he has the, fa- listen, where he has the beautiful hair. The period. <laughs> where he has the clothing. He's got the, the, wings, that he's got he's the shoes, the buckles, the, ruffle, the belt. The and they say, where forth did the vampire go? And I, you know, now, of course, I'm not going to be the slave back in the day. I'm going to no. be the rich, I'm going to be the rich, free colored woman <laughs> who's throwing the house party. Let's get that straight right from jump. <laughs> and I'm going to say, young Lestat, they went that way. <laughs> I'll get the press and curl if I need to with the wheel. We're gonna make this work. Ben, we're gonna Hold make on, this wait, happen. wait, wait. Do you, it's going to happen. But I wanna do you get bit? Does he bite your ass? No, black people don't get bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't get bit. We leave that didn't you say get out? We leave the house. As soon as young Lestat came in, we like, all right, y'all hang the house. I'll be right back. And we don't come back for a okay, couple days. Right, do me a favor, move the mic over. Let me talk to Stella for a second. All right, okay, so here. we're gonna get Stella in here. We've already fan casted Ben in like five up, movies. Then it's going to happen. You trust. Trust and believe. <laughs> you think I'm playing. I'm going to write down exactly. I'm going to hit her up. So, everybody, welcome to the show. Stella. What's your last name? Forgive me. Maeve. 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 How do you spell that? M-A-E-V-E. M-A-E-V-E. Oh, are you going to say that? Yes, of course. Oh, you got it right. Nobody yes. ever gets it right. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So, let's, talk, let's hear about your journey a little bit. My journey? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, how did you get into acting? How did all... Where are you from? Uh, from New York. Born mm-hmm. and raised. Okay. And I've been out here for like... I don't know, 10 years? 10 years, um, wow. But Vancouver, between here and okay, Vancouver. Vancouver. So like okay. five years, because of the show. Our right. show shoots out there too. 
Um, and you've been on there since the beginning or what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're, we OG? just got picked up for season five. Oh my God. <laughs> you guys are trucking along. Okay, magician. Just wow. cut it first. My genre, I know, the genre shows are doing it. I, I, just, I just started watching uh, maybe like a year ago. No, I'm happy because when those, the longer those shows stay out, like magician stuff, mm-hmm. those genre shows, that means that there'll be more genre shows. Exactly. So keep it keeping on. <clears throat> That's true. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like how did I get started? Yeah, like, yeah, when I happened? was like when I was like four years old, mm-hmm. I couldn't sit still, and they diagnosed me with ADHD, and they just said that you know like what's wrong with this child? You so know, y'all were made for each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I I, uh, I was watching To Kill a Mockingbird, mm-hmm. the original in black and white, and I sat still for the entire duration of the movie, and mm. at the end. I was like, I want to be in there. And my family's like, what's wrong with this child? Like, you know what I mean? Like, That's a good movie to want to be in. Mm-hmm. Scout. Yeah, scout. Yeah, you scout. want to be scout. Unless you, said, unless you want to be Boo Radley. And I then I'd be Boo like, Radley. something's wrong with my baby. <laughs> she wants to be Boo Radley. <laughs> I want to be in the corner. I want to be in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Like, we grew up really poor. You know, like we were, my family was, we did not come from, we were on food stamps. Like mm-hmm. We did not, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so then I just I, I followed it and I pursued it and I I just kept going with it. Mm-hmm. And it was cool. Interesting. What led know. you to the magicians? Like, what kind of things did you do leading up to that? I worked for years, like mm-hmm. years, just independent films mm-hmm. and nice. and uh, <clears throat> TV shows. I did Chicago PD, and mm-hmm. then it kind of all sort of tumbled right. and fell into this like one thing, you know. No. And we never we had no idea that this was going to explode right. in the way that it did. Right. Oh, I know. Right. And no, it no, was based I off a trilogy of books mm-hmm. that were like New York Times bestsellers, which were no, great. No, yeah. And we don't do what you guys do, mm-hmm. which I was going to say like is no, great. Good. We didn't we don't follow the books. We At take, all. And it's sad. We take moments. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's unfortunate cuz mm-hmm. the books are great. Right. Like, you know, I wish I wish that we <laughs> had stayed true. Mm-hmm. And I think it would have been more like Game of Thrones. They mm-hmm. could have done that, mm-hmm. you know? Right, right. Well, yeah. it's, it's interesting to me because <clears throat> now that I realize you're the Stella from the Magic, forgive me. No, it's just okay. Didn't, just didn't notice that. No, I kept looking at her. She came in with a hoodie well, on. She lo- I know. She was, she she came, and I came in with my And I'm like, no. she looks like they put weaves she's, in the show. Did they really? Yeah, I have an afro in real life, and like at the show, they, they straighten it, they put weaves. Well, because oh, I still kept looking. I'm like, hilarious. she looks like the. I'm from the magician. You spoke. I was like, I know that voice. Why do I know that voice? But it's how I say it. Hold on. I feel like I'm. But here's the trip, though, is that. It's fascinating. Here you are, 19 years old. Finally, you're coming out on, the, on, a, on a new show. You've been there for four or five seasons now, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so you already know what it's like to be in a position where you've been on a show for several seasons, to be walking around L.A. and people recognize you, you know, to see the billboards, to have all that. So yeah. you guys get to share in that. You yeah. know what I mean? And you get to help them with that. And it's cool. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's exciting. Like, it gets, it's, it's nice to be excited for him and mm-hmm. with him. And it's cool. Right. Oh yeah, because that's the thing too that can happen a lot is that if if you were working and you weren't right, and you were struggling, and it's yeah. you know then it's like the uh, like I'm excited for you, but there's always that touch right. of envy sitting right. in the background because I need to be on the show too, but you're both on the show, so it doesn't. Yeah. It's interesting. Well, I just want to say that for a magician, when you thought you didn't know it was going to be, I knew because the books. Mm-hmm. Once you have a good series of books, and sometimes it doesn't always happen, mm-hmm. but there, I think when magicians came out, they came out at the right time. Right. Um, I just feel like, you know, because like at the time, like Librarians was on and you know, mm-hmm. about to go, I just like all these shows and that I think they filled that niche that the genre needed. Mm-hmm. Like one of my prob- my fears was when um, Sleepy Hollow and all those shows were going, I'm like, right. oh my God, they're getting rid of all these shows, but we need those genre shows. And as soon as the magicians come out, okay, this is going to be the show. So once yeah. you guys got the second season, I know you guys were set, like, okay, you guys are going to be the ones that's going to help um, 
keep this thing afloat. Because one of the things I'm always afraid of is we're not going to get those sci-fi shows, those fantastical shows. Mm-hmm. You know, people are going to start in dramas or comedies. And I just feel like right now, with our climate that we're living in, mm-hmm. that we need the fantastic to keep right. our minds a little bit more creative right. and more open. And when we don't have those shows, then things can get really crappy. Chris, was that you so was thank talking you for about that show going afloat, Stella? Because we need it. There's we there's an it. interesting thing that that I know we do it on our show, especially lots of lots of things coming up where we actually are like your character is actually talking about Reagan in a way that's talking about things that are going on today. Yes. Right. And so you were talking about we were talking to somebody the other day about when you have these sci-fi shows and whatnot. Ayana, it's, I it's, yeah, Ayana. it's it's a world where you can discuss things. In, in the future, you, but that's going on now in a certain way. It's a safe yeah, way of you know talking I mean? about exactly. it. Metaphorically, right. like we right. speak through right. metaphors, right. which is cool. We were talking about that last night. Yeah. Like well, you, yeah, this, I mean, the statement that I was saying, because like, was it for the Writers Guild podcast? Like, we talked with the showrunner of season two of The Shy, and I say to her, the point was, is that I said, what I feel is like a, a crime for black and Latino writers is that they don't explore the sci-fi space as much right. and they should because so much of their work is rooted in the difficult experience that they're facing now mm-hmm. as being a person of color mm-hmm. and people look at it as like perhaps you, it's too much browbeating because oh, right. you're showing me this and oh, blah, 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 it's right outside the door blah, 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 I don't need to hear that but if you like cloaked it in a science fiction story or like I said if you did The Outsiders and something pushed back in the 50s then you could kind of discuss these things that are going on now that are really bothering you and it's not so it's not so uh, on the nose, you know. I give think us, that's the right. beauty of give, that stuff. Give us that example, your chance of that of that comic back in the day. Um, about oh, the black, oh, the oh, spaceship, oh, whatever. oh. So yeah, because <laughs> I mentioned there was a comic that uh, it was. I didn't remember how I wrote this. Um, I want to say Isaac Asimov, but is this okay? So this spa- this spaceman comes. You know, he's a human, and he's wearing a suit, this yellow suit, and he's at this planet, and he's and there's like two, there's they're like kind of like lizard people, and there's one who's like green, and there's one who's orange, and they have all this kind of battle and strife, and he's just and he's coming to talk to them to see. It's only like six pa- like six pages, and he's talking to them about like how. You know, oh, I can't really save your planet. I can't give you our technology because you guys haven't solved these this strife between your same races. You just have you, there's just a, a color difference here. And then they're like, oh, we're sorry. We, you know, this is how we are. And he gets on his spaceship and flies away. And when he takes off his mask, it's a black man who's in the who's like who had been done a thing. Mm-hmm. And I was just, just like, it fucking blew me away. I was right. Like, who, this is and that was in what year? This is like in the I want to say sixties or fifties, late fifties, early sixties, like an EC comic. And I was like. <laughs> Fuck, like this is so amazing. And that's a story that, um, yeah, because I think it came out around the time of like right when the civil rights movement was sparking mm-hmm. off. Okay. And it's like that, that's what it was. It's like you couldn't t- say that story. Right. Like then at the, you know, this is like mm-hmm. when Sean Schultz was getting shit for putting a black guy in the peanuts and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And he does this whole story that like is saying, this is, pro- this is the problem with our planet. Like, like right. we won't get farther along until we solve this strife issue, right. you know? Mm-hmm. And it's it really interesting. Oh, that's mm-hmm. really cool. I mean, well, my I, father, my right, father right. is like partially Hispanic, but that's not something I've ever talked mm-hmm. about. Or we ever because I see sure. everybody like we are all like purple, purple, yellow, blue, green. I'm mm-hmm. like Prince. Mm-hmm. I'm like I don't see people in colors. I see us all as the same. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's interesting so much how it's changed because, it, it, you know, the industry five years ago, I wasn't white enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I didn't. Ha- I wasn't Aryan enough right. looking. There was right. like tested for AMC shows, and I didn't get it because 
I was never the white girl, mm-hmm. but I'm not, you know, Latina enough to be the Latin girl. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's just, and now I feel like we're finally breaking into a place of like, we are all, it's it's open diversity. Mm-hmm. We're slowly getting to a place of like, you don't have to be, they're not looking for the white girl. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're not looking for just Latin. They're looking for people that are mixed mm-hmm. and it's a melting pot of everything. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. And that's yeah. nice. Yeah. And it'd be nice to see more of that. And I think that's one of the cool things. the fucking world. Yeah. Going and that's, anyway. we're all, we are right. all going to be everything right. eventually. It's one know? of the cool things about Deadly Glass. It's like when you look at that school, it's like every fucking people. Like mm-hmm. I, you can walk in there and see like, oh, there's, oh, I can see the sisters over right. there. Oh, I can see everybody over there. Make, that's what I wrote down. What's that I wanted to there? say. I thought, okay, that reminds me. It's like that's what I love about that show. It's interesting in a sense because you know there are all these like the children of the gangsters, mm-hmm. right? And it sort of reminded me of like the Teen Titans in a way, mm-hmm. where it's like you know these are the kid, these are the kid sidekicks right. of the of of the main players right. in the DC universe. But I kind of love that. That's why I love that comic more than I, that I love the Justice League because it's kind of like what someone who's younger is going through with that kind of pressure is um, they can't handle it right. You don't know how to handle it. You're still like learning these lessons about who you are and what life is as well as, oh, by the way, here's a nine millimeter. Go take care of dude, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, uh, it's just this thing that like, um, I think it makes the show interesting. I kind of feel like, like as you mentioned, you were homeschooled. I'm kind of, I, th- 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 that's something that's interesting you say that to me because I kind of feel like I was always, well, this is something that I was wondering about when I was watching. It was like something that you convey, uh, and it's part of the situation, but you convey it really well is, I don't trust people mm-hmm. that well. Mm-hmm. I'm very, I'm, I gotta be open in a sense, but it's very, there's it so much like. Um, yeah, Marcus is a skeptic. Yeah, yeah. it's, right. it's yeah. very nonverbal the way you pull that off. Right. And I think that's really, really exciting, you know, and it fits with what you're saying is you as well as what the character is. I think that's really, really fascinating, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So that's what I wanted to So, man, for some people who haven't seen the show yet, Give us your, your elevator pitch to convince them to come watch the show. Yeah, okay. Okay. Come um, see you. Why should they, they come watch you? Then Stella. Too. I should look for him. Oh, you know what? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, De- Deadly Class is a, is a show about a, a homeless kid who's uh, recruited into Academy for uh, Assassins mm. um, and set in 1987. Um, and punk cultures right. is, is out there and, mm. and, uh, in this world. Mm-hmm. And so why should we come see you? What's, what's, what, what is it about Marcus being this young fish out of water, potential best assassin ever? Why should we come see your fabulous face? <laughs> <laughs> Outside of that reason. He's my youngest that, that what you're We're going to get him his own movie. He's my new pony boy, Curtis. Besides all those wonderful things, too. I mean, I think Marcus represents, you know, like all the un- underdogs, you know, mm-hmm. like w- like w- the problems he has, you know, with, with people being honest and, and him trying to have like a dialogue with people and and him being this this guy in this world where he's like, yeah, no, it's okay to have like to 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 be a loner if you want or like to mm-hmm. be sensitive or to write in your journal or listen to the Smiths, like it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think a lot of people relate to Marcus. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And right. he's he's the fish out of water. Yeah, I think that. That that is a thing that people relate to, regardless. Like there's a there's a I was telling Miles the other day we went for lunch and I was telling him that um <clears throat> there's a group that I'm a part of called like Punks in the 80s or whatever, mm-hmm. and everybody's talking about our show on there, <clears throat> and cool. and I was talking about and the, and the main thing they talk about is either the style or the clothing okay. and the music that everybody's wearing right, 
So, because you know, we were talking like, yeah. okay, is that an 80s? So they're always asking me questions, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh my God, Hillary, how did you guys get that song? I'm like, bitch, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, so I'm just saying that to say that it brings back nostalgia, you know, immediately. As soon as you hear a song, as soon as you see a certain style, as soon as you see a reference to something, mm-hmm. you know, like our Breakfast Club right. episode. And it's not like it's the, cliche, like, the cliche right. 80s. Right. It's, you know, it's like the... the it's the, the outsider version. Yeah, the right. Different stuff. Totally. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Stella, give us your pitch. I think <clears throat> y'all should watch it to see Ben. Y'all should watch Deadly Class to see Ben because he Isn't is... That cute? Yeah, because she didn't want so to pitch her own show. She wanted no, to pitch that's what I want to pitch. I love that. No, you're gonna do cute. yours too. That's no, cute. no, 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 that's cute. Because you're so wonderful and you're enigmatic, and there's something so special about watching you and so honest. And uh, and man, it gets you. It, it, it inspires you as a human. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. why. I think. That oh, that, that's actually something too. We were talking about these young faces, and yes, one of the things that I it's something that always kind of I've always I feel like a lot of times. Hollywood doesn't want to choose these younger actors. They just want them for the face. Right. They don't, they, and they don't right. have the depth of the talent. They don't have this kind of sense of like, there's more to me that can put you in a role mm-hmm. and like, you know, have you burned. I mean, like it's, you know, you were talking about D- James Eden, like East of Eden. And mm-hmm. Like you watch that and just like this level of like the, like the pain that he's going through because like everyone at that age you know, late teens, it's that struggle of who we are. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that that's the age that we start constructing our masks. Right. You know, and it's interesting. And, and But you need someone who's got the talent to carry that off. And, and I that, think that's, that's why the, the casting is so key to the show, because even the secondary characters, I want to know their stories, too. Right. Like, I'm so, like, I, I hope you guys get into it more. Like, I really want to know. Oh, yeah, everybody. The head, the head teacher, the head guy. Oh, like, yeah, Master Lynn. Te- listen, listen, <laughs> listen. And his little teacup, <clears throat> and when he had the pinky go up, I'm like, there's some shit in his right. background I need to know about right, right. now. Like, he's so in him, and it's like, there's so much going on. Like, y'all got to get some more seasons, because I need you to fill these stories out for me. Yes, I, Mr. See, Wong. Okay, you know, you know what's really funny about <laughs> And him? them suits. This was Child, funny about, listen. you know what, next time you see him, y'all need to fuck with him, because... Um, <laughs> I'm sure Ben's going to see him before I okay. do. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying you need to fuck with him, because there's a movie I saw, I've seen it several times, but it came on the other day, and I was watching it again. It's called... Um, Dirty Pretty Things, right? Yeah, it's, yes. it's about this this uh, refugee doctor who's in uh, and Sophia Canedo uh, yeah, too, and he's he's in London and he's working as the the, the night uh, manager at a hotel that like that brings in refugees and and does weird like like body surgery and stuff like that. And Benedict Wong is in it. He hmm. plays the surgeon at the. He works in the crematorium at a hospital where Chibitel goes to. He plays chess with him, mm-hmm. and he's skinny. What? He's really, really skinny. Really? He's so this has been a long yeah, time ago. It's like, yeah, you need to go fuck with him. Say, like, dude, you pawn off fucking when I saw you in Dirty <laughs> so You were like skinny. Hey, look, like starving, working, like starving off listen, the boat skinny. Listen. What's up, man? He's, 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 he's been working and eating well. Because I was watching, I was like, what the fuck? Is that him? Because, you know, it's him, you know, but it's but he's so skinny. He's yeah. he's he's maybe Well, come on now. That movie was like what, 10 years ago, 10, 15 years ago? This like that show with Paul. Gio. You remember right, Paul, you remember right. when Paul's like yeah, oh 300, 300 pounds? You're like, dude, you were 300. What yeah, Paul posted this photo of him on Instagram. He was like, huge. Like 300 pounds. I don't believe that. What? You need to look on this yeah, I don't right. believe that. You need, to say, you need to say to him, so where you been eating, man? I need to, I, I, I need to know. I need to, know I need to go where you're going. Just on a side note, 
that's an interesting casting because if you read the book, mm-hmm. of course he's a much older, shorter, mm-hmm. skinnier, mm-hmm. little old man. Mm-hmm. You know that character, and of course the Russo brothers work with with Benjamin. Or they yeah. call him Benji right. on, 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 on the Avengers. Right. So of course it was an easy. You know, right. it made sense. Right. I can't imagine anybody else playing a role in life anyway. You yeah, know what I, mean? I can think of one person. You know I mean? He's oh. dead now, but he's yeah. this. Okay, so this actor named Mako. Oh, Mako. Oh, oh Mako. Yeah. Okay. Yes. yeah. This is just, it, was, it was Asian actors. He played Uncle Iroh on uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Mm, uh, no, I know. I think he's he's been there for a while, but yeah. he plays the the magician in the the eighty two version of Conan the Barbarian. So oh, you ever can just see that? You know, he's, he's got this. He's, he was in all those movies. Okay, he could be the only one that can do that. I said the only okay. one, but he's dead now. So, okay. you know. So, so he ain't playing nothing now. So we got, we got The only person I can think of. We got Benedict. Okay, yeah. we're good. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's we got hilarious. Benedict. So you, I heard you in, a, in, a, in, a, in an interview. Uh, oh, no, you were live on, on Instagram or something. <clears throat> and you were talking about, I guess people, you know, I guess you can read people asking you questions or whatever. And you're like, oh, yeah, you know, um, all of our favorite episode was number six. Uh, number five, mm-hmm. you know, because and that's that's where we finally got to slow down and the kids are at school and it's just great conversations. Lots of little I mean, there's some tension going on and they start to build um, um, the female character, right? Lou, whatever, Leo, what's her name? Lana, um, Lana's character. No, the um, who works with Benny, Benji, um, um, the lady at the school. OK, you write on the show and you can't remember the character. Luca. No, the, the lady, mistress. the Asian lady. Forgive me. Her name. Um, um, Olivia. Yeah, her. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I've set the, I've been out this thing since since November. Oh, that's, that's true. That's I've right. written three right. other pilots okay. since this thing. I'm all like, right. Yeah, I'm all like, right, forget. all right. You just forget. <laughs> so anyway, um, so so. Uh, you made me forget my, forget my goddamn question. What was it uh, on IG oh, on the gram? Oh, is so you were you were guys were talking offline about. By the time you got to episode four, which was, you know, um, going to Vegas and all that other stuff, you start to build, you started finding your win. You start you started sinking into the characters, everybody's starting to bond. You yeah. start you start to figure out your rhythm. Okay, I go to bed at this time, I read my lines, I wake up in the morning, I get to you you get your rhythm. You know what I mean? You understand, okay, even if they give me a script and I have I'm on every page, mm-hmm. I can do it. You know what I mean? You, but at first, it's like all anxiety. <laughs> you know, like, how am I going to do it? I got to lead this thing. How am I, now Those you start like the to... the first two episodes after. Right, I'm sure. Like, oh, how do I do this? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, help <Exactly>. me. Exactly. <laughs> but you can sense, I can sense, for me, as I'm watching the episodes, everybody's chilling. Everybody's... And I'm sure you can relate to that, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Stella, <clears throat> you know, the, the, the fewer episodes you guys got in, the more everybody started... You know, being a little more relaxed. The people who weren't off, who weren't off book, were off book. All of a sudden, you know, like the shift just just happens all of a sudden. You know what I mean? So that's that's just interesting to me. Have you have you experienced that? Do you sense that the other cast members have? You know, you guys have a better chemistry all of a sudden, or I mean, I, I don't know if it was it was something I noticed in the other cast members. It was just, it was definitely something with me because okay. I, I was like, oh, I don't know how to handle this fatigue. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, um. But once I was. Once I got, I had gotten get used a massage to it. once a week when you have a moment. I mean, <laughs> man, I, I should have done that, but I was I was kind of being lazy on the weekends, <laughs> yeah, just sleeping. But yeah, uh, once once it started getting easier and like memorizing the lines the day before was mm-hmm. was getting easier. I was like, okay, okay, so this is how it's going to be. It was it was the state of perpetual fatigue that uh, that you have to get used to whenever you're working this this many hours mm-hmm. every day. Right. Mm-hmm. I can't figure the line memorizing out. 
that's the hardest thing for me. I that's that's why I can't do the acting ever. I've never even tried <laughs> the lines. <laughs> the line. I can't fucking. Right. I can't remember. And, and I, Rick, can't, I, Rick, I can't remember what I said ten minutes ago. <laughs> let alone what I'm supposed to read right. for for tomorrow and, or yeah. later today. And, and Rick and Miles, their dialogue is so poetic, especially in your voiceovers. Yes. I mean, it's very specific. Yeah. Do you do you? Can I just ask you this? Because somebody has asked me to ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Do you guys get to? Because I wasn't there to produce my episode. Were you guys mm-hmm. able to? When you do your voiceovers, are you are you in studio doing the voiceovers? Yeah, I'm in I'm in the ADR studio okay. doing doing it. But usually they, they need um they need some temp for right. for the for the edit. So they they have when we were shooting the episode they would they would do be it live. in the closet. And okay, right. We would have the boom guy and mm-hmm. then I would say it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I really enjoyed the voiceovers mm-hmm. as well. Sometimes it's my favorite thing to read when I watch when I read the script. It, yeah, it is. Yeah. He, Marcus gets philosophical <laughs> and so mm-hmm. somber and melancholy. Love it. Right. Um, <laughs> I, but you're inside his head. You see what he's thinking. Yeah, of, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like of like with the whole thing that's just gone gone mm-hmm. down in the episode. Um, I, I I like Rick and Rick and Miles' line. Sometimes phonetically, it's a little strange. Like mm-hmm. I remember, I had to say this line. I had to give Victor a firm hand job to get out of this jive ass hazing. That yeah, was, that's a tongue twister. Mm-hmm. That was that was a hard yeah. one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got it though. <laughs> I have it now. This is this is funny because. Um, I know some, you know, I, I knew people who were co execs on on on, uh, on Mad Men, and uh, there's a lot of lines in that, especially the stuff that Roger Stowing says, which is mm-hmm. really complicated for someone to say. And early on, they were saying that uh, what's his name, uh, John Slattery, was like giving pushback to Matt Weiner about this stuff. Matt was like, "You can say these fucking lines," and he was like, "No, it's too hard." And he was like. I say them. I dictate the, sp- the <laughs> script out loud, and it's written down, so I know I can say them, so you can say them. Wow. And I was like, you dictate the script? Yeah, he dictates <laughs> the scripts. He doesn't even type them. He's an assistant types it. Mm. But he comes up with every piece of dialogue. Mm. He's just walking around pacing mm-hmm. and says it all, so he knows it can be said, which is, yeah. a, which is a very... That's, that's the one thing as a writer that you always are like worried about. Like, can the lines be said the way I'm saying Because you're not thinking about, like, is the last... Does, does the last syllable that he says in this word like make it harder for him to say the next mm-hmm. syllable, the next Sometimes. word? Because when you're reading, there's no problem with that. Right. But then your mouth has <laughs> got to do these weird things to be able to do that, and you go, "Fuck! I didn't know it's going to be that, that difficult." Right. To write. Right. And that's right. always a, the 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 uh, the balance, you know, when you're writing. And that's right. when a lot of times the actors are like. I, I can't say this line, or can you, or can you rewrite it? Mm-hmm. And then you got to rewrite it on the set, and you're like, oh, it's got to be quick, it's got to be quick. And mm-hmm. then the, so. I, I'll actually go to the writers on our set, and this I know they tell you not to do this, mm-hmm. and I'm curious what your guys' perspective sure. is, but I'll ask them to give me a, a line reading. Yeah, I'll say mm-hmm. I know. Like, how would you say this? Like inflection wise, right. like, tell me. Right, because I do I have a deeper voice, and wow. sometimes I can't. I'm like so, and they'll they're like, okay, well, uh, and they'll give it to me. I, I've done it when I produce things, and I'll be like. I'll I'll say to them if I can tell they can't quite get it I'll say do you mind if I show you how it's supposed to yeah, sound Yeah I love it You know what I mean but I do that intentionally so they hear the rhythm Yes you know yeah, what I mean need that. It it's, helps. Just, it's just like when we work together and one of us reads each other's scripts and we be like I didn't really get why this character said blah 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 and I'm like oh well it's a, it's a rhythm there yeah. They say it like this and they be like oh that's how it, you know what I mean mm-hmm. So sometimes I I I think more actors should do that yeah, they me should too. they should be able to walk up to you and say, How does this sound in mm-hmm. your head? So then even if I copy it, at least it makes sense to oh, me. Oh, see, just that's cool right. that you guys like that. Absolutely. Right. Well, Absolutely. See, yeah. To, to yeah. me some people don't. They're like yeah. some just things on the page. Some, some people don't <laughs> and don't step over this line. <laughs> <laughs> but to me, what the thing about that is usually it's like 
I'll never give, as the director, I never give the actor a line reading when I'm hearing it. If you ask me for it, I will help you. Okay. But I'm not the one to say, hey, say it like this, say it like this, because no, that's like me putting it on you, not letting you be you. But it's different if you go to the writer, I think, mm-hmm. you know. But I mean, obviously, I've written most of this what I've done, but it's like, but it's like I would really separate that. It was like, but to me, a lot of times, what, 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 the thing I say to actors is, unless there's a very specific like piece of information in, the, in that dialogue is going to be said like you know you have to say you have to be there at 10 o'clock or something like that mm-hmm. Like, I, and you just say 10 o'clock mm-hmm. and I'm like how would you say it best for you so it makes sense for you to say right. because because the thing that I've seen is is that the actors are living with the character longer than what I am as the writer because you're like because you're probably reading the lines 40, 50 times and I probably didn't it like five times alright right, that's cool let's keep going you know mm-hmm. get it straight so, so it's like I need that flexibility because I'm looking for performance more than anything and emotion more than anything and right. it's like oh this is one thing I was meant to tell you because I, you know, I went down to the director's shadow and I had, this, I had this whole notebook of stuff that I had Collected over the years about uh, acting and directing, and I was just one thing on the first page of my book is, is like behavior. Look for behavior more than anything because mm-hmm. that's what sells you. Is the I mean when I you're like if I'm watching you act, it's like what are you doing physically? We talking about I'm talking about how like Bruno Gantz died right. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Right. Someone I was like, oh yeah, and that scene in Downfall. The coolest thing is is that Parkinson shake in his hand. Mm-hmm. It's like taking the because it's like you know. That's not scripted, mm-hmm. but he does it in a way that you just like, and it's just, it's so beautiful. And then I always kind of say to myself, if you watch a foreign film, you don't know what the lines are, mm-hmm. but how they behave is what brings you in. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's the, that's my thing. I'm yeah. like, like flexibility on everything. It's just a collaboration. It's not me saying, right, say my yeah. lines. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Bruno Grans who passed away. Of course, one of my favorite films of his, of course, is Wings of Desire. So... Yeah, another great one has passed on. I can't Dude. believe he fucking died. Goddamn! Come on. Yeah, when it when it friend. came to the voiceover of Deadly Class, I actually asked Rick, um, like, uh, to give me some line readings because because it's just so much information mm-hmm. that's that's in one sentence sometimes. So I'd be like, Rick, how would you, how would you say this? Because you know he he is Marcus. He he went through a lot of these moments. So um, that that really helped. I I really enjoy asking the writers. And that's um, him, like right off the page. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. right, I mean, he's. And a lot of it he pulls from the book. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some of that stuff. So it's already there. He just like adds a little new thing to him. Or he, because he's, he's been, um, um, what do you call it when you write in your diary? Uh, journaling. Journaling. You just said it earlier. <laughs> mm. Writing on paper. <laughs> we, don't, we don't do that in the project. Um, <laughs> um, but he's, he still journals. So he's still, he just has all these yeah. different little poems I mean, and different you things have to that he's journal. written. I mean, look, as, as a writer, you do that all the time. It's like, I mean, or, or I do. Like, I journal a lot because there's so much shit that's going on or I hear cool lines or I'm writing stuff that's like concerning me that I know is going to be in a scene and then, and it's like, oh, there's... Like that's the phrasing that I need. I'll just pull it out, or right. or I go back through the stuff a lot, just and I find little snips to go into something because you uh, there's so much stuff that I I'm not going to put into script, right. but I need to like get it out of my head. And I you know because when I used to go to therapy, she was like, you got to journal more. You just can't you, you just can't dump everything and go what's what is that like? Because you'll figure out a lot of what is ailing you by journaling, and because hmm. because then you kind of get it in perspective. It's kind of like you're telling someone else. 
uh, but not being judged or not or or, 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 or and you're being honest because you're not going to say I can't say because if you you're not but, filtered you're not filtering right. it or you're not changing it in a way so it doesn't I mean because even when you talk to like your therapist you, and you you say everything you're still going to say it in a way that's like somewhat you know like flattering to you, you right. I mean even though it's the wor- could be the worst thing but when you're writing on your own it's like you can say the worst shit about yourself <laughs> or anything right. yeah. and not care mm-hmm. because that's how it's I'd, I'd be recur- real curious because I, I journal too and I've been journaling since I was in fourth grade so I got stuff in my mother's garage when I went to San Diego to visit my mom it's like she's like look at all your stuff from way back I'm like shit <laughs> when I was 10 I can read <laughs> and see what I was thinking that was so important in 1978 right. but <laughs> but you know, I mean, I'd be really curious to know what Marcus would be journaling if, if Marcus, the character, was writing his stuff down. Like, what, what kind of shit would he be saying? Well, with he his is, dead of classmates. Well, that is besides the voice, his voiceover, I know, but just for you, if you were writing as Marcus, like, what kind of stuff would? Well, that's interesting. Man, I what kind of journal would that be? Well, what, what I started doing um, next to Marcus's uh, journaling was I would do my own interpretation oh, nice. of his journal. Oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it from. I wouldn't be Marcus. Mm-hmm. I would right. be Benjamin right. on what I thought he right. was right. talking about. Right. Um, no, that totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just brought it up, and now I'm lost. <laughs> no, that's good. No, it's just, it, no, it's just like no. It's, it's your almost process, like, but it's, it's your, your process. process. It and is. Put, and it's your actor's process in terms of how okay, challenge the stuff, especially yeah. when you're making actor choices as you're acting. Because I need to understand, right? It, but right. I don't want to change Marcus's truth, right? Right. right. So that that's smart. Okay. Let me ask you this one last question. Have you been jumping in on the live tweets? Because you know I'm one of the queens of live tweeting TV shows. Because you know we do Saturday Night <laughs> right. Sci-Fi. And all that stuff, but have you jumped in on some of the live tweets, or just not even jumped in, but just kind of like perused? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some of my friends are live tweeting, and I'm like, okay, what are they? What's the fun stuff? And like, they're hilarious when they're writing yeah. stuff down. And what they think? Live tweet. I, I don't know how people live tweet at all. I have to watch the show. Yeah, it's no. a little annoying. Sometimes. I don't need to look at the keyboard and shit. I don't. I mean, <laughs> no, no. I you have watch to watch it the and you show. have your phone and you're watching the show and you text at the same time. <laughs> and you can pause if you need to and then go through it. Let me tell you who's live tweeting during a movie. If you are, you're getting smacked because I don't need to see that glow in the yeah, theater. Right. So why are you live tweeting? That's why the show? we live tweet at home. So, because there's commercials. You post a live tweet on the commercial. Who watches commercials anymore? Shit, I, I know. feel that though. <laughs> I, I do, I do. It's it is kind of annoying, but I, I do get uh, together with Luke and Mitch every. Right. We, we try every week and, mm-hmm. and live tweet, but it's mostly just for us to watch and mm-hmm. enjoy. Because there's joy and fandom. Totally, totally. It's how, fun. You know what? I'll live, I'll tweet out. No one cares episode. what you live tweet or yeah. not over there, Chris. Don't episode. listen to Chris. Well, yeah. I'll, re- I'll, re- well, I'll retweet that, you. I just want to say <laughs> we were talking about all the kids on the show as we wrap up. <clears throat> you know, I mean, we we had some amazing kids on the show. You know, like you said, you're talking about Luke and Mitch and um, um, Liam, you know, Lana. All um, the ladies on the show, too. Oh, my God. Yes. I mean, she's just a superstar now. I mean, just boom. Lana, yeah. Oh, my she's God. She's always working. So it's busy. crazy. It's crazy. I'd love to have her on the show. So you got to give me a Yeah, yeah. Let her know. Um, for sure. Um, we need to do an episode where we write some of the cast and we just do trivia. Like after the first season's gone by, and I go through and I make up trivia cards, like mm-hmm. who said this and blah blah blah. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> who do you think That's this funny. would be? And just That's see it. who would lie. All right, we should do a, we, we keep talking about doing a live freaking um, episode. That would be you should. That would be interesting. Which is yeah. what you should do if you listen to me. Which you should see what I'm talking. Is about. when you come to my hometown and y'all do the San Diego Comic Con, mm-hmm. we should just be on the street with our glass of wine. <laughs> And we'll do Deadly Class Trivia. Deadly Class Trivia. Okay. Where people in the name just coming through, like, come here, you, dressed up. 
<laughs> you, yes, you. Dress like Dre- Marcus. Dress like Marcus. <laughs> Come here. What would the real Marcus say? Bruce Miller's shirt on. Yes. Bruce jacket. Your tie. You, dress as Lana with a katana. Get over here. Lana with a katana. That'd be awesome. Well, thanks, man. We appreciate it. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Stella. Thank you for having me. Yes, Stella's sneaking in here trying to be all (laughs) incognito. And I'm like, Stella is very sneaky. She looks like she's from that TV show, but (laughs) I don't want to say anything. No, because some people like to be, you know, hoodie. They try to be, listen. Look, look, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now. Like, like I had the heart. I mean, I didn't do it because I didn't want to show the fan. But it's like, like, I was talking with Patricia Arquette at the rap party. And I was like, fuck, I want to ask you what it was like to be in Lost Highway. I still Mm. need to ask. I just, (laughs) all these questions. I was like, because you've been in so many great movies I want to talk about. I was like, I can't, I'm not going to do that. This is not cool. Right. Yeah, True yeah, Romance, yeah, yeah. Lost Highway. Right. Just like, I don't want to, I mean, I, guess I don't want to be that guy. Right, you know? right, right. Um, but so I get it. You got to, yeah. you know, something then, but but she was so generous with everything. And just, <clears throat> I just was like, okay, shit, you know, so. Shoot um, shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna say this, it. I'm gonna say this to you both. If you're gonna come with the hood on, I get it. No, you know, right, right, right. Like, it's just fucking with you. Sure, Stella. Sure, it's cold. No, 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 no. I wasn't trying to step on a deadly class or Ben. I'm trying to just fucking with you. We're just fucking with you. No, 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 no. She didn't do her hair. That's all. She didn't do her hair. She like fuck. There's no cameras here. What? What the hell? We have three cameras rolling. We got the we got the real Stella. We got the real Stella. And you still beautiful, girl. but I love the fact beautiful. that you came to support and just hanging yes. out. That's awesome. Thank you, Stella. You guys are great. Exactly. Your podcast is great. Thank you. Thank you. And just piggybacking off of this, mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna say this: be yourself. Yes. No matter what, you guys are going to run. You know, you've already been there a couple for a couple seasons now. You got to stay as humble as you can be stay really pure difficult. like you are now. Yes. It's going to be really, really difficult. People are going to want to be around you for reasons that you don't even understand. But all of a sudden, everybody's going to be like this mm-hmm. on you, especially as you keep going forward. So you got to find your group people. of mm-hmm. people, like sticking around with find Luke and those guys, because mm-hmm. you guys are all coming up together. You know what I mean? So it's a good thing. And the ones that tell you the truth. <clears throat> yes. Well, that's why I decided to move to L.A. Mm-hmm. I, I, found, I finally found my people. Nice. Oh, that too. He look at Stella. What do you say? Oh, look God, at it's it. so precious. <laughs> so precious. You were saying no yes, man. Yeah, you don't have, no. You need friends. Yeah, you need friends that'd be like, bitch, no. <laughs> and then the last no. thing this I'm going to say. It. <laughs> this is for both of you. What else are you guys doing besides acting? Are you guys like planning to write? You're going to produce? Like Stella's your... always writing. Okay, good. Always. Hey, Stella. Good. Need more women writers. Yeah, well, when you got stuff, let me know. Yeah. I love Come to see what you about it. Yeah. Totally. You know totally. what I mean? I when, even if you see. need Let's somebody see. to read a script, let me know. Whatever. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about it, like book options and stuff yes. like that. Just trying to try yes. and yes. yeah. You think I'm playing with this young Lestat? No. <laughs> you think we playing with this new Outsiders remake yeah. and you being the new Pony Boy Curtis? Why? Yes. I, I might be going. Look, listen, look, listen, I might show up in Vancouver somewhere in LA. Be like, I, I mean, bring like, it. Like, <laughs> I think of, I'm. I'm always thinking of movie ideas. I'm always thinking of stuff. I don't say them a lot because I'm just kind of like, warriors. You know, like, warriors. I don't want to. I, I don't know. It's just you know whatever. It's just I feel like this is. It's all. It's like inventions. It's like it's like Tesla and Edison. Yeah. Right. If, you, if you let an idea out, then someone's gonna take it. Right. But I really think you know. I don't know the outsiders thing. I was like, fuck, fuck, and I and I haven't seen that movie in probably twenty years. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just came to my mind. So it still stands. It still. You stands. know what I mean? That so, shit yeah. still stands. But I also uh, feel it's like because you were talking about again about like actors of their age and everything like that. And is that what's the Stephen King with the movie with River Phoenix and his kids? Oh, um, stand, stand by, by me. me. Stand by oh. me. You know, it's like again, it's kids playing a right. role, and it's like that's another fucking great movie where mm-hmm. it's like, um, where are they today? 
I mean, I mean, at the age, like, where are they now? Like, I mean, one's dead. Those kids, yeah. yes. One of, a couple of dead. I'm just saying, imagine a world where right. the kids were a little old. Oh, yeah. That's, that's true. Yeah. That's right. That was a short story, right? That was one of those did short stories. Did Stephen King do a thing where he did that? Like, the did he? years? I have to go back. I'm with it. Yeah, that's it. Oh, that's it. it. Okay. It's yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, but mm-hmm. oh, which is isn't Jessica Chastain going to be in that that read the, the uh, this part? Look, two? I don't believe but it's coming it's, back. But out. it's been two it's years. Been two years so they now. fuck it up. But like no. it's been two years, <laughs> and you got Pennywise out here right, acting John. crazy. <laughs> I'm just On saying. That note. I'm just saying. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Stella. Thank you. We appreciate Thank you y'all. Tell everybody where you guys are: Instagram or Twitter, or wherever people can follow you. Uh, Benjamin underscore Wadsworth on Instagram. Are you on Twitter? Yes, yeah, you are. Benjamin Wadsy, W-A-D-Z-Y. All right. What about you, Stella? Uh, Stella Maeve 14 on Twitter, and then Stella Maeve on Instagram. Nice. All right, cool. Yeah. Awesome. That's what's up. Where you at, Chris? Uh, unauthorized CBD on Instagram and Twitter. All right. Lisa Lisa Colt Jam. Y'all know I'm on Twitter all the time. And I tell people, back in, the old days, I, back in the old days, I used to tell people, please don't follow me on Twitter. <laughs> But my handle is What Fresh Hell Is This? Mm-hmm. And here's the exciting thing. She ain't kidding. One of my favorite actresses from Hellraiser started following me. I really, should, really? I want her to unfollow me Why? because I feel like my timeline Uh-oh. is just too much. <laughs> and when people that you really like admire their work and they start following you, I always feel like I have to give them a disclaimer. Like... I might be charming in person when you saw me at the panel doing mm-hmm. the thing for Horror Noir, <laughs> but I, I'm a hot mess when I'm on the timeline. True. So I don't want her to like unfollow me, get my feelings hurt. <laughs> <laughs> this bitch done said the wrong thing. I gotta get rid of her. Oh, shit. I done messed up. I gotta unfollow her. Because then I'd be hurt and I'd be like, oh no, the girl who, who beat up Pinhead doesn't like me anymore. So follow me at your own risk. Right. <laughs> oh, and yes, and please... Uh, can we can we salvage the rest of Black History Month? Because it has been trash this month. You hear about what happened today with your boy? What happened? You hear about your boy, Jesse? Yes. Fuck. I heard about it on Friday, but yeah. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. Jesse Smollett from um, Empire. Empire. Yeah. So the rumor is... No, not the rumor. Yeah, well... Is it real? It, it, what? It's, 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 I'm only calling it a rumor... Because they have documents said, came out today. I documents don't even know anymore. All of a sudden, got attacked. Yes. yes. Yeah. He paid for it. But it was, I don't it was know all anything. It's a hoax. I don't know. A stunt. I don't know for Shit. sure. I don't know for sure. I was telling Lamel. I just don't understand day, why. I was telling the other day. Okay, like I've said, this is not a Dirty Harry movie. Should we talk about? There's a scene in Dirty Harry where, mm-hmm. Scorp- where Scorpio pays that guy, that black guy, to put the little like the gloves on with the metal on to, right. to, 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 to beat his ass up. So mm-hmm. he's like, oh, look at look at just 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 Dirty Harry did to me, beat my ass up. I was like. That's a movie. Why? Yeah. What, you what do the it? fuck are you doing in real life behind everybody? Like I said, ass? I'm just gonna wait till the chips fall. Yeah. We'll see where it goes. But uh Hopes. you know, he paid them. <laughs> they're people <laughs> in Empire. That's what they're yeah. saying. Yeah, one of That's the one of them saying. was uh like a day player or something. I don't know. It was something. <laughs> um, yeah. So they they were tied together, which and they were black. They were Nigerian. They weren't even white. So that was the other issue. Right, they, right. We got to talk about that. Yeah, that's a whole yeah. episode. <laughs> <laughs> we, we be going in, <laughs> This will be a three-hour episode. But you know what? Look. Ben is never going to have that type of scandal. <laughs> yes, Ben. Because no, if ma'am. Ben does, I'm going to be so ashamed. Exactly. And then I'm going to show up on set. Auntie Lisa going to come I'm going to come to set and we'll beat you check. up. I'm like, look here, young Lestat. <laughs> hey, if my mom look was here, here, she'd be saying the same Pony thing. She'd be like, please yes. spank him if you need to. In fact, I'm coming to get your mom and we're rolling to Vancouver. We're coming up there. 
So that was that. I'm your host, Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter at Hilliard Guest. You guys can follow the show, Screenwriters RR on Twitter. Look at Benjamin just spilling shit everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Can't take you anywhere. Can you? <clears throat> <laughs> you guys can follow the show, Screenwriters RR on Twitter. Um, please, if you have any questions for any of us, screenwritersrantroom at gmail.com. Please go on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, whatever you guys listen Tell to. Tell me the day and time of the show. I'm gonna get to that. Okay, I'm just making sure. I'm making sure. I'm watching. I'm watching you. See what I'm talking about? I'm t- look, I'm watching you to make sure. See what I'm talking about? I can't get nothing I am looking done. out for Ben here. This half all in Listen, my I am looking out for Ben. I'm watching your lips. I am watching your lips. Bring it. Fine. Bring it. This is why it's good when your ass is gone, because you be all in my bed. <laughs> I ain't gonna worry about nobody interfering me. <laughs> Fuck yeah. The recklessness that goes on when I'm gone. All right, wretched. I can this see. Why they call you wretched, I can bitch. see. Yes, wretched. yes. So anyway, <laughs> shut up, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody, you can follow us on Facebook. <clears throat> um, please go on our what page, Chris? Our Patreon page. There is a link in the show notes. Yes, of course. Donation equals love. Yes, of course. Um, okay. And please, everybody, don't forget to check out Deadly Class Wednesdays on Sci-Fi Channel. What time? 10-9 Central. Mm-hmm. 10-9 Central. Um, I wrote episode 106, which is actually 107, the way that it really is, because remember, anyway. It's, it's coming up. This is 106 week, episode seven. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. So I co-wrote yeah. that with So you got a live tweet in two weeks. We've got a live tweet. We'll see. We'll what see. are you talking about? We'll see. Anthony's episode? Yeah, Dave Anthony. Oh, that was great. Yeah, what do you mean, so we'll fun. see? Yeah, so we'll we got to review the origin story, mm-hmm. all that shit with Willie, and you know. Yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be cool. Um, so with that, y'all know how we do it on the rant room. Thank y'all again. We appreciate y'all. Yay! Thank you, Stella. Thank you. She's so pretty, <laughs> looking like a girl. Me, I see her. <laughs> so <laughs> everybody joining me for 2019. So y'all know how we do it on the rant room. On the show, we keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what everybody. 2019. Peace, y'all. Ciao. I'ma say what I feel, and I promise to keep it real. Welcome to the Red So you wanna be a rider? Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing, the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind in the business, got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerds got no time for no caca. Sass in class, yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the Red Room.